Blog Talk Radio. Well, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the network, the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, the host. And tonight, again, we're going to be swinging at Survival Skills for Black Men in White Supremacist America, Part 2. So, um, uh, this will be Part 2. Again, I want to thank every single one of you that's on time. People are already on the phone line in the chat rooms. Thank you so much. Really appreciated us do these blogs, those of us do these blogs. It really is um, speaks volume when we see people on time and ready to go and ready to share are ready to listen. So we really appreciate it. And remember, those of you in the chat room, if you have any questions or comments, um, go ahead and put question marks before your question and after your question. The way it will stand out, and I'll try to get to them as soon as I can. Those of you on the phone line with questions or comments, press 1, and we will get to you as soon as possible. Can't thank those of you enough that's been following the show since 2011, especially um, those of you that have hardly have missed the show. And we've done over 400 shows now talking about everything under the sun, and many of you have missed um, hardly any shows. And then I want to thank my blood family, uh, the Douglas County family, for being supportive of their uh, relative and, 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 and stopping by and tuning in and, and, and adding and supporting here. And I really appreciate it, really appreciate it. Folks, tonight uh, we have a very exciting, informative, uh, uh, more important, uh, relevant show tonight. We have a show that is, uh, and I don't even like the word show, this is more of a ministry because uh, uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of uh, concrete, sound, solid advice going forward. Um, uh, and then even from the some of the some of you callers. So I'm going to just read the show description and you'll see what I'm saying. Uh, to give you a better idea of what's coming your way. Early I sent this to many of you. And it went like this. It says, Survival Skills for Black Amer- for black Men in White Supremacist America, Part 2. One more time. Survival Skills for Black Men in White Supremacist America, Part 2. I went on to say, tonight, Tuesday, we keep it 100 at, as we talk about vital issues facing black men in society, in their families, and in themselves. Now, that is that was something right there. Let me read that again. Again, I sent this out to many of you via text or email. Tonight, Tuesday, we keep it 100 as we talk about vital issues facing black men in society, in their families, and even in themselves. Some of life's biggest questions or beliefs for black men are, who am I? What is my purpose? When are our people coming up? How am I to protect myself and my family? How do I deal with today's black woman? How can I get money faster? Why am I always misunderstood by society? And black men go on, many of them, to think this. Sometimes I feel it's me against the world. And then here's another thought or feeling or emotion. I never feel good enough or appreciated for what I do. Why is it so hard for us? Where is God? I don't need no church and much more. These kinds of thoughts and feelings we're going to be examining, among others, um, of this so-called black man in America. And we'll talk about black men in the world, but the spotlight for sure is on black men in America. So 
that's just what's coming your way in a little bit. I'm going to take a little short break and just play a little bit of Biggie, one of those, one of his older hits called Juicy. Young man talking about his life coming up in the streets and, 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 and sending a message out to all his haters and school teachers that said he couldn't make it. And then when he made it big, what he called making it. We're going to talk about that tonight. What is the definition of success? How do we know when we get there? How does it look when we get there? What is the definition of making it? What is the definition of success? What is the definition of life? <laughs> because if we can't all agree on what success is and where we're going, how are we going to know when we get there? So, folks, go ahead and listen to a little bit of a juice. This is just a young black man just talking about life the way he see it, the streets he grew up in New York. And we'll be back shortly. Yeah, this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. Yeah, yeah. And to all my peoples in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Shake it, shake it. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Pizza, raw G, Brucey e. B, kick your free. So master flex, love bug, star ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, you know. Personal with Robin Leach yeah. And I'm far from cheap I smoke junk with my peeps all day Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way The Moet and Alize keep me pissy Girls used to diss me Now they write letters cause they miss me I never thought it could happen This rapping stuff I was too used to packing gats and stuff Now honeys play me close like butter play toast From the Mississippi down to the East Coast Condos and Queens in dope for weeks Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak Living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the fool Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh And if you don't know, now you know You Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50-inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone bill about 2G flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one-room shack. Now my mom pimps the act with me on the back. 
And she loves to show me off, of course Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us No heat, wonder why Christmas missed us Birthdays was the worst days Now we sip champagne when we thirsty uh, Damn right, I like the life I live Cause I went from negative to positive And it's all And if you don't know, now you know, you know, you know And if you don't know, now you know, you know, you know And there you have it. One man's account of success as a black man. Back in the day, of course. Again, thank you. Every single one of you tune into Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this is the network, the five smooth stone network. I'm Brother Seth, and uh, we're going to be having other guests on. We, got, we will have guests on tonight. Uh, Brother Purcell Porsche is going to be joining us, an uh, old friend of uh, the five smooth stone network, as well as some others. I'll just go talk about our guests a little bit later on. Let me just go in here and quickly, quickly get some things out of the way so we can get going here. Uh, I just want to care with every single one of you that's been listening to these shows. I've got an email, text as many of you like what we are doing over at this network. I just want to encourage you to follow the show. Follow the show. It's just that simple. When you get that text or that um, that email of, the pro- of a promo about the show, simply click on the follow button and follow the show. It's just that simple. Follow the show. Because of those of us that do these blogs, it really is important when um, – we're able to um when we're able to uh uh get that 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 those numbers with regards to following the show let me tell you what's going on real quickly and i'll be through this in, in seconds here blog talk radio whenever you have a big following they treat you a little better you know many of you uh have complained about not many of you but some of you every once in a while i get someone saying a blog talk was actually trying to charge you to listen uh for number one, they're tripping, and uh, they shouldn't be doing that. They're making money on top of money. I pay monthly, but uh, a lot of times what they're they're doing to some people is they're actually charging them. So, uh, if you do, by the way, get that message, uh, text me or email me on Messenger, and I will call you directly. Again, text me or email me on Messenger, and um, I will. Um, call you directly it's not fair and uh, they're making money on top of money that's that's cruelty but if i had a million followers or if i had thousands of followers i don't think they would do that because they would so be so be so worried about me taking my followers and going somewhere else we have hundreds of followers but if i had thousands even more uh, i think they'd get they treat you a little better so what we're trying to do is get out the, those if everybody that said they love this show would follow the show i wouldn't be having this problem I shouldn't be having this problem anyway because it's just straight out wickedness. It's just that's all it is. It's just disrespect and wickedness, w- wickedness and and racism. To be very honest, I'm not stupid. So, uh, but they are going to have to answer. They will reap what they sow. Those of you that work for Blog Talk listening, remember that you will reap what you sow. So, anyway, folks, 
Um, if you missed last week's show, you missed the treat where we talked about survival skills for black men in white supremacy, in a white supremacist America, part one. Part one was really something we got into the definitions of, uh, of success and, and, and where we're going as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a men, a group of men, where we should be going according to the most high. And uh, we just really hit a lot of things, a lot of different angles about the so-called struggle for the black male. And uh, we talked about his greatness. We talked about his contribution to the planet. And uh, tonight is no different. We're going to be hitting that a little bit as well. Um, so just everyone stay tuned. It's coming your way here on this Five Smooth Stone Network in a little bit. We are going to be just talking about that as well. But if you missed the show is what I was trying to say, Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you will be able to get last week's show. All you have to do is just simply Google Five on Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get all of the shows. Then you can just pick, and uh, it even allow you to fast forward and um, rewind uh, of the shows as well. So remember that. And, and also, uh, I want to say that any of you that are listening tonight, and you have nieces, or, uh, excuse me, you have nephews or brothers or uncles that you think would be uh, that would need uh, of. Um, brothers talking about a lot of the things that they may be going through and with some solid solutions. Folks, I don't come as a know-it-all. I just come as someone that knows some things. There is some things in this life that I have been able to, with the help of the Most High, get the victory over. It has set me free. It has brought me peace in that particular area. Then I move on in life to other areas. Some other areas, I get the victory. I'm happy. I get the peace, and I move on to another area. And year by year, there's victories, there's defeats, there's battles that's still brewing. And so what this little project is, we call the Five Stone Network, is a time for brothers and sisters to come and share things they know for sure that have brought them victory, that have brought them solid victory. And even in, 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 to talk about those areas where they perhaps didn't get the victory, uh, perhaps where they didn't get the type of success that they wanted. So, and uh, what they learn and glean from that. You can learn from both in victory as well as in defeat. Um, uh, in defeat, you learn what not to do next time. So, um, and, and then, you, then you learn from others that did get the victory if it's a, a situation where, you know, you can see that. So, uh, this little network is about people coming together. And folks, like I said last week, do not underestimate the power of people coming together. Do not underestimate the power of people coming together. Folks, the scripture says it very, very clear. Wherever there are two or more gathered in my name that the Father said he will be in the midst of us. So tonight, what are we? We're more than two or more. And we're gathered I just want us to be gathered in his name. So right now I'm letting everyone know we're gathered to hear from the Most High. I'm not just doing shows just to be talking, philosophizing. That's the next show down the street. I'm looking at the black male through a lens. And me being one, of course, so-called black male. And we're looking for answers for a lot of challenges we go through. 
And there are people that can come on this line as co-hosts or hosts or even callers that know some things for sure to help our people because the things they know for sure are inspired of the Most High. You better ask somebody. And that's what we have been doing for many years, 400 shows now. And uh, again, we don't know it all. We're not the best example, probably, of believers to some people. We're just people out here trying, just like you are. So I want you to know tonight also, you're not going to hear this on too many talk shows, blog shows, or whatever. I love every single one of y'all. Brother Seth loves every single one of you listening on the sound of my voice, and there ain't nothing you can do about that. So just know that, again, we just... Brothers and sisters, we're just family tonight trying to uh, uh, have a fireside chat about some of the challenges in life. Inviting the Father, not necessarily Bible study, not necessarily going to church, anything like that, not necessarily as traditional church. But make no qualms about it. We are here as family gathered in his name, and he said he would be in the midst. Never underestimate brothers and sisters when he is in the midst of us and we submit ourselves and we seek him for knowledge. If you're not trying to seek the most high for knowledge, for answers, for for clear clarity, again, not necessarily having church, but just if you're not here to seek the most high and uh, by way of through elders and even some younger people that just, just, just have gotten that word from the most high, you're in the wrong place. There's other blogs where they just philosophize, you know, just whining or, you know, some people like to use the word bitching. Okay, that's another blog. This blog, we really, 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 really are trying to seek his face tonight. It's just that simple. And those of you that are call yourself Christians or believers, just know this. This show is for everybody tonight. You may hear a few words that you're not accustomed to hearing. I'm not putting no uh, filters on the show. I'm letting people express themselves because we need to hear from the guts of the African-American male. We need to hear from the guts of our people uh, out of their spirit, not so much their head because we say all kinds of stuff out of our head. I want to hear the hearts of our people tonight as well as the Most High, more importantly, uh, his solutions for this most loved creation. Black, Black men are something else. And I use the word black, and let me just go ahead and start with the first definition, because uh, we're going to define some things, because we cannot, if we can't build something, if we don't agree, if I think wood is brick and you think brick is wood, and if I think uh, five inches is, 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 if I think something is five inches and you think it's one feet, how can we build something we don't even know what we're working with? Tell me that. So tonight, let's make, uh, just quickly, let's define a few things, and then I'm going to bring on my guests, and... Um, and we just we just do it like that, okay? So, first of all, to me, to your host, I'm gonna present what I feel is what I call a working knowledge of <laughs> of success. Financial success, like Biggie was just talking about, now he can do this, he can buy this, he don't have to worry about being poor, he got all this money and he's on this video, y'all just heard heard him. I don't know that just because your bank account is fat, 
and you have accomplished a goal, that makes you a success in life. I think you successfully got to your goal of having more money. And you can give advice as far as how to set financial goals. We are assuming all this is illegal now. How to work hard. Keep the metal to the pedal, or pedal to the metal, however they say it. Keep it, keep going. Be the little engine that could. Keep your goals, short-term goals, long-term goals, persevere, persevere. You can get up all types of lectures on that. That don't mean that you can turn around and lecture someone in the area of health. I don't think millionaires is no more success in life and everything are just successful the way some people paint it. I don't think they're no more. They get out of mouth. They, they recognize what highways they're going to go. They stick with the speed limit. They get the oil change and the tires checked. They just plan a trip perfectly, and they stay stick to the plan, and they wind up being successful on their journey. They get to their destination. That is no more. That's, success, that's a successful trip. That's a successful goal. Money... Millionaires is no, I look at it no different than that. And I look at that no different than a doctor who sets a goal of being a doctor. And one day he look up and he's operating on people. That don't mean he can turn around and dictate on how, on to Dickie, how to make money. Those are gentlemen that set out goals and they accomplish what they set out. They was diligent in setting their goals. They stuck to it. And they were successful in that area of life. That does not mean that they're successful at life because they look up and they got all these decent millions of dollars. This is what's wrong with our young people. This is what's wrong with our older people. When folks get money, all of a sudden they think they're a jack of all trades. And you got Jay-Z and a bunch of our young brothers who are very successful in what they're doing as far as what they're doing. But they're trying to comment on pop culture. They're trying to comment on what's right. They're trying to run for president. They're trying to, and you can't mix it. Just because you spend time as a medical doctor, again, don't mean you can dictate to, to Jay-Z how to do rap. Or you can dictate to a preacher how to, you know, it just don't work like that. So what is then, Brother Seth, success? What is success? What is it then? Well, let's go to the manufacturer, the one that made us. If you look on the back of us, there's a tag on the back of our neck, and it says, made by the most high. <laughs> See manufacturer for any problems or, you know, just being a little silly here. But let's go to the book of Joshua. Not again, this ain't going to be no Bible study. But we'll just read this one scripture. Maybe my guests may have a few more, but I promise you, it's not going to be a Bible study tonight, folks. But what is success? Who is successful? Joshua 81. This book of the law should not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Let's talk about the laws of the Most High. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And that which I want. And then thou shalt have good success. 
One more time, Joshua 8 and 1. But this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. What we call success on this planet is one thing. What the most high calls success is a completely different thing. There's other scriptures we won't get into because we don't want to turn this into a Bible study. But at the same time, everything that Brother Seth can give you tonight is Bible-based. I just may not say chapter and verse because I don't want to run off a lot of y'all that's scared of the black you need your next breath. So just trying to use a little wisdom here, all right? But just know this, that the Father is not about poverty. No church people should be poor. No believers should be poor. Nobody following the Most High should be poor. If they are poor, something is wrong with the way they are applying the principle of the Most High. Because the richest people, some of the richest people ever lived on this planet, was people that had a close relationship with the Father. After all, he is super, super duper rich because he owns the whole planet. He is far from poverty. Poverty is of Satan. If people are poor, it don't mean they're satanic or they're evil, but there's evil plans that have got them there. There's some type of way evil is involved with them being where they're at, either in their own head or their society is trying to do something to them or their family or something. Poverty, my friend, is of the devil. It's satanic, and it's evil, I guess I should say more, more appropriately. The Father, the Most High. Is not about leading you to poverty. So I want to get rid of that first and foremost. But at the same time, I do not think that the Father wants all of us super rich. He is a father. It would be child abuse. Some of y'all would lose your mind if you had more than, you know, the, the $50,000 right now, which is not a lot of money. I do not believe, like a lot of people, I know some people preach this, but I do not believe the Father wants us all billionaires and millionaires. I don't believe that. I think the Father wants all of us well taken care of with no need, no real needs. And and to be able to be a blessing to others, that to me is our working definition tonight of success. So having said that, I want everybody to just readjust to what you just heard. Tonight, as far as Brother Seth is concerned, and I may ask this question to others of my guests and see what they have to say. But tonight, the working definition of success for Brother Seth is those that attain wealth the right way. And when I say wealth, I'm not just talking about money. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make money last. Many of you, like we said in the show's description, is asking, who am I? To answer that question for some black men would be more than millions. There's some millionaires that don't know who they are, and they would pay millions to find that out. That right there is a type of prosperity, type of wealth, just to know who are you. Who am I? That's worth millions right there. I tell my children, and I'm coming to your guests. I just got to lay this foundation. Y'all bear with me. I tell my family, tell my, my children, your top ten goals should not have should not be nothing you can see, taste, touch, and smell. 
Your top ten goals should not be nothing you can see, taste, touch, and smell. There are many that if you just can get those things, and I'm not saying I've gotten them all. I mean, again, this is just what I believe the Scripture teaches. If you get those ten things, I guarantee you, you will have no problem with getting money. And one of them is, who am I? Who are you, black man? I mean, really and truly, who are you? And I don't think you can answer that unless the Father tells you, because he's the one made you. Here's another very wealthy, expensive something to get. If you can get this, you can be wealthy. What's my purpose? There are millionaires, billionaires that are doing all kinds of stuff all over the world. They make all this money, but they don't really know their purpose in life. If if I said to them, hey, I know the Father, the Most High, and they believe in the Father really did do this. Let's just make believe here. If they really knew that I knew their purpose in life, they would give me millions to tell them. Some billions. That's a very expensive gift. That's a type of wealth. Already we had two. Remember I told y'all there's ten things you need that's more important? I told my children, rather, there's ten things that they need. Their ten goals should not be anything you can see, taste, touch, and smell. We're here, too. I'm right here, right now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Been for. What is my talents for? I can do a lot of things, but what really is my niche? Here's another expensive, expensive Information people will pay millions for this one. I'm I'm not joking. There are people that will pay millions of dollars for these answers. When are our people coming up? Every since African Americans have been in this nation, we've been crawling it scene. And we they say it's our home, but it's kind of a, a inside joke. We don't feel like that. That's our goal. I mean, what's our when are people coming up? When are people coming up? Some of y'all feel like that. When are our people coming up? If I could say, hey, are people going to come up in this year? At This is what's going to happen. And I'll tell y'all how it's going to happen and how glorious it's going to be and how we are not going to be going through these things we go through. Many of y'all will pay millions of dollars to know that because it pains you to see what your people is going through. Here is another multi-million dollar question. How do I protect myself and my family? Folks, some of y'all don't even know what protection is. You think it's a gun or something. No, no, no. I'm talking about protection physically, spiritually. Because there are such things as evil spirits, fallen angels, and angels that are not fallen. There's all type of spiritual warfare around you. Your children and you are prey if you don't understand it. it. Ain't just about no gun. Matter of fact, if you understand spiritual warfare, you won't need no weapons. What about protecting your children from cancer? All this stuff on the market. <laughs> oh my goodness, we in America. We don't know what we eating. All this engineered food. Some people say we never really ate real food in this country. I don't know. Folks, what's the price on knowing how to protect your family and yourself physically, financially, emotionally? How about socially? 
socially, all that's going on in the news and the media and, and, and social, uh, social media. Oh, my goodness, black men. I know that's worth millions of dollars to get that information right there. That's far more important than you getting some dollars. What about this one? How do I deal with today's black woman? Oh, that ain't worth millions. They are no, bro, they ain't worth millions. Okay. Y'all know ain't nothing good, ain't nothing like a good man or a good woman or a good relationship. You know that right there is a high, high price tag. If you can just be with a woman that you love and can get along with, and come on, man. Y'all know it's, that's worth billions of dollars right there. Taj Mahal was built by a man in love for his spouse, a woman he loved. That's a billion-dollar edifice there. That's the most beautiful building I've ever seen. They said the most beautiful building in the whole world. Taj Mahal, all marble. Don't tell me a good relationship ain't worth billions. I'm coming to your guest. How can I get money faster? Well, we use that one later. Remember I told you? It's, uh, I, I can think of quickly ten things that's more important than money. And, and so there's other ones. I won't I won't just uh, belabor, but I, all I'm saying is, folks, here's another one. Ooh, this is a good one. i got to say this one. Why am I always misunderstood by society? Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, folks, success is not money. Get it out of your head. It's going to cause you all types of, uh, of of problems. I tell the scripture says it like this, love not the world. It goes another scripture. Your brother said, that's all I know, y'all. This is how I try to live. I'm not perfect. I'm not the best example of a Christian or a believer or, or, or one that seeks the most high, whatever y'all want to call me. But I'm telling you, money is a poor barometer of success. One scripture says this, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. We're not supposed to love not one single thing you can see, taste, touch, and smell. We're supposed to love people. It's illegal, according to the scriptures, for you to love anything in this world outside of people. You can like it. You can enjoy it. You can prefer it or whatever. But nothing is supposed to be more valuable than people. That's because the Bible says it like this. The love of money is the root of all evil. Loving this thing called money is where all all, all evil come from. Think about that for a second. All evil. <laughs> all evil. Is it evil? All evil come from loving money. And we call that success? When you get this thing, we call that success? No. Tonight, the working definition of success is living this life following the most high laws, universal laws that's all around you that govern every one of us. We live and we die, we come and we go on this earth. Those universal laws stand and they govern your money, they govern more importantly your spirit. They, you know, here's a good one. What, what happens when we die? Woo-hoo! I bet that's a multi-billion dollar answer right there. There's folks that would just empty out their bank account just to know where is my mama? She lived right. Where is she? Hoo-wee. Anyway, folks, you've been listening to Five Star Network. Again, we have an exciting show tonight. Talking about survival skills for the black men. 
in a white supremacist America. Oh, my goodness. White supremacy, the worship of white males, white culture, white thought, white anything that they're first, that they're this, that they're that. Let me kill the whole myth right now of white supremacy for our brothers and sisters listening of all persuaded colors, which which is not a people, by the way, but every ethno, ethnos in the world. Let me just say this. White supremacy on this show get no play in, in a certain way. We believe on this show that the earth started in, the earth sprung up from Africa. People sprung up from Africa. There was thousands of years of people living in Africa and there was no Europe. So white people, you cannot, it is impossible for you to be from France, Italy, Britain, and all those. So you got to go ahead and own up to the fact that you are African as well. And if you are African, what the heck do you think you are dealing with when you're dealing with African-American men? That color, that hue, people that look like them were your forefathers. I'm going to the phone lines and get on some of our, uh, our guests. And y'all, again, some of you staunch Christians or staunch believers just know be playing a little bit of everybody tonight. Because I want people to feel comfortable on this show. This ain't just no Bible study. We're going to just do a little bit of everything. So let me just go ahead and uh, go to the phone lines and bring on a little music on. Y'all know how I like it. It's a little bit of tired tribute. This will be the interesting song. All right, again, we have brother Porcel Porche all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio. Purcell, if you're in, if you're in the house, I think this is your phone. I'm going to press on. We got a lot of phone numbers all over the country, different phone numbers, and I want to make sure you're in the house. And also, uh, any guests, anyone that's going to be speaking on the show tonight, just go ahead and press one. I've invited some people. Some of them said they don't think they can come or not, and I just do it like this because the people that's known on this show, there's all spans and types of people. Okay? So, um, Again, Percep Porsche, if you're in the house, go ahead and press 1, and uh, we'll bring you on. But folks, listen, I just, again, I, I want everyone to know that I love you dearly, every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. If you're white and you listen to this show tonight, thank you for tuning in. Uh, yes, it's about the black man, and you deal with black men, and you work with black men, and, and more importantly, you worship, hello, a black man. So, is this show important for you? You bet. You bet. Now, uh, we've defined success. Let me go ahead and define black real quick. No such thing. 1681, it was invented. No such thing as a black man or a white man. These were constructs by man developed around that time to divide us, uh, to, to issue in a new class because the powers that be and and, and uh, those that... those. Uh, those people they brought from Europe, I can't think of the name. Y'all both moving too fast here. But uh, uh, you just know that there's no such thing as a people based upon the color. We are nations of the world with different types of hues of skin, but no such thing as a people based on a color. No such thing as a white man. We got to get away from it. And, but it's really hard to, to, to say what a European is. You can say neo-European. You can say, a, you say Italian is kind of temporary. It's not what they are. There wasn't no Italy. What no Britain. So those names are all temporary. White, black, those are phony names, first of all. And then Italians and Germans, all that stuff is new. Who are those people really and truly? Genesis 10 talks about all of the nations of the earth. And those names are not there. 
All of those people were from a very dark continent called, uh, it wasn't even called Africa back then, the motherland, I guess we could say. So who are white people? We don't know. That's why we say white people. So on this show, I'll say white and I'll say black, but just know this. On this show, we have talked ahead of a 400 shows where we laid this out. There is no true identity for the white man outside of being an African. The only reason why there's an identity for African Americans is because we line up with the scriptures as being Israel. But if that wasn't the case, we would know who we are. We would just say we're Africans. That's the way the whole planet should say it. That's how you say it. Because there's no such thing as no European. It, it, it's just, that's a new name. It's too new. I mean, it's, it's just, it's the truth. Anyway, let me go to the phone lines. Okay, Erico 504. I think this is my good buddy, brother. Purcell Porsche. Purcell Porsche, are you there, brother? I'm in the house. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing fantastic. If I was doing any better, I'd be a twin. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. This is an old friend of the Five Smooth Stone Network. Purcell, I want you to go and do a little bit of a Make it about a minute or two bio of yourself and how to get a hold of you. And then it'll just be you and I tonight, I think, so far. I've invited some others, but I don't really think they probably can make it because of their schedules. We'll see. People want to be on the show, but they also got their lives and families and businesses and stuff. So um, we'll see how that road uh, folds out. But uh, 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 let's go ahead and talk about uh, your bio, please. I got all of that. I got all of that. Uh, family, children, business. All of those things working in my favor. Uh, I'm a man of God. I believe that God is God. I believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, I'm just here, like my mama would say, I'm just here by being careful. Um, Repeat that. I'm just, my mama would say, I'm just here by being careful. Did you hear me? Amen. Yeah. Yeah, so, again, I'm a father of eight. Um, Love my children. Um, I'm a black man. Uh, I don't know about all that scholar stuff that uh, Beth was talking about. uh, (laughs) You you know what they call it? You what they call a neo-black man. There was no space thing. We go back in the scripture. We go back past 1681. And I say, hey, what's going on? What are you? You would say, I am, you would mention your nation. But go ahead, I'll follow you. I am I yeah. am to a black man this, as we know it today. But go ahead, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. I, I, I identify as a black man, uh, a black man of God. Um, also, uh, no disrespect to the African-American tag that they put on us, but... I'm a black man. Um, uh, I, ha- I have ancestors, I'm sure, from Africa, but I'm not from Africa. Uh, I'm a black man, and I'm okay with that. And uh, I love my black African brothers um, and sisters. Um, let me see. Uh, where do I begin? Um, let's start off with this. This is a war going on. You better pick a side. You either with the devil or with the most high. 
Now I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that one more again. One more again. It's a war going on. You better pick a side. You either with the devil or with the Most High. It really is that simple. Um, you you ask if at any given moment. Uh, now this is your this is your bios. Yeah, don't forget to remember. You have a question to, to, for I'm me? just reminding you, Listen, reminding you. Don't forget yeah. to let everybody know how to get a hold of you. If they want to get a hold of you, go ahead with your bio. That's what I'm just about to say. If at any given moment you feel like uh, you want to get in contact with me, um, I'm out of Cincinnati, Ohio. I have a 504 number because I just moved back to Cincinnati, Ohio from New Orleans, Louisiana, which is where my family is from. Um, You can get in contact with me by phone, 504-952-6844 is my phone information. If you want to get in contact with me via email, my email address is millionaire magnate, that's M-A-G-N-A-T-E-S at gmail.com. Magnate is a powerful and influential businessman. Um, that's where my my email comes from Millionaire Magnate um, And that was divine and inspired by God Because when I chose My email address um, I chose it By how it sounds I like the way it sounded I had no idea in the very beginning What the word Magnate meant Neither did I even know If that was a word I just liked the sound of Millionaire Magnate And I later looked it up and found out that a magnate is a powerful and influential businessman. The Bible tells us to call those things which be not as though they were. And it is my desire to be a powerful and influential businessman because what it will do is allow me to be a blessing in various areas of my life to somebody else. Uh, The Bible said whatever good thing you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen for you. And um, I am a, a, a Bible man. Uh, um, I'm a preacher of the gospel. I'm a teacher of the gospel. Um, again, I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, I'm a son. And, and let me jump uh, here, and you can add this to your bio. What gives you the authority to speak on black men? Uh, now, keep in mind there's different types of black men. Everybody's not in the street. Everybody don't always listen to Big Even uh, that I played earlier. There's all kinds of black men. And I know that you know you're in the church now, but do you, have you? What type of black man, so-called black men? Again, y'all, we're losing that term loosely tonight. What type of black man have you been uh, that you can speak out and speak into the lives of black men today? Uh, I think I've been every type of black man except a gay one. Uh, I've seen a lot. And uh, I've done a lot. Not all not all uh, that I'm proud of, but um, in many instances I can say been there, done that. Um, I was an alcoholic for years. Nobody, pe- people, a lot of people don't know that. Um, but... 
I'm not ashamed of that. Um, I let go of alcohol um, in 1993, October the 19th, and um, changed my life. Uh, I went a whole entire night um, drinking, and at 6 o'clock in that, mor- that morning, I sat up in the limo and I said, Lord, I don't want to drink another drop. And right then and there, the Lord took the taste out of my mouth. Um, so. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. I know what you mean, but everybody ain't going to know what you mean. Talking about the Lord took the taste of alcohol right out of your mouth. You know you have to explain that because there are people on the line that are struggling with alcohol. Not everybody, not every black, it's not every black man's struggle. And you might want to talk about a little bit why. Now, I know this is the bio, but we can just move on out into the bio until the first question. Uh, because alcohol is major in among uh, our young black males and in, as well as black men as, as in general. So it's twofold, folks. We're talking about black men with special emphasis on young black males, but make no qualms about it. We'll be talking about the black man tonight. So alcohol, how did the father take the taste out of your mouth? That sounded a little spooky there. Again, well, not to me, but to the average person listening, because I trust me, there's all kind of folks listening tonight. Well, that's, it, it sounds spooky because that's, because it is. It was spooky to me. But... um. I know that I didn't take it from myself because if I had, I would have took it a long time ago. Um, But I recognized that I had a desire to live for God, number one. Um, The scripture said, before you even come to me, you must first believe that I am and that I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. So that's the first step to coming to God. You must believe that he got. Um, and I believe that. Um, and then it, it goes on to say in the B clause of that scripture, um, and that I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. Um, I had a heart for God uh, at that particular time. I wasn't doing everything that I wanted me to do but I had a heart after him and God is concerned about the intent of my heart more so than he is about my outward appearance and what I'm doing on the outside. Um, And I later learned that uh, the closer I get to him. Um, But I know it was him because I couldn't do it on my own. Um, And I know it was him also simply because of how immediate it was how immediate the results came. Like I said, when I said that morning, Lord, I don't want to drink another drop. It was from that moment forward, 1993, October the 19th, that I never had a desire to have another drink. Um, In fact, when I went back to my place of business, every Friday we would have what we called happy hour. I was a barber, so my clients would bring in cases. and We would sit there and drink and kick it. And um, I noticed that when they started coming in, I said, no, nah, I'm good, bro. You know, I'm straight, you know. And they noticed the difference. Um, and they noticed that I began to push away from that lifestyle. See, so what was happening is 
my culture was changing. Um, and that's what happens when you give your life to Christ or you turn over your will for his, your, the culture begins to change. And the word culture just simply means the way we do things. That's what culture means, the way we do things. So the way I did things began to change. And it began to change immediately. The music that I listened to, it began to change. The people that I hung around began to change. The things that I used to like to do, I didn't do anymore. The places that I used to like to go, I didn't go anymore because my culture was changing. Um, that's what's happening, uh, or that's what needs to happen. I wanted to answer a couple of the different questions that were asked in the intro. One question was, what was success? Well, a practical definition of success for me or that came into my spirit when that question was asked, I wrote it down. And it simply says, being available and prepared for every opportunity that presents itself to you for somebody else. Again, I'm going to make reference to the scripture that I shared. The Bible said, whatever good thing you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen to, for you. Zig Ziglar puts it this way. Zig Ziglar said, uh, uh, you can have anything in life you want if you would just help enough other people get what they want. And I believe that. The other question I want to answer is or was, when are our people going to come up? This is when I believe our people will come up. Well, hold on a second, brother, uh, 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 if you could, just for a second, because the other guest, another guest in the house, this is a younger gentleman. Remember, folks, we're going to hear from just different age brackets. This is somewhat my little nephew. I shouldn't say little because he's um, definitely not little, but Tyrus is a little younger than us, and he can uh, – uh, his goal, our goal for having Taurus on is he's, you know, we all different. As you see, Purcell is taking a different road than I'm taking. Everybody different. I try to have on different people that see things different way. Taurus is mainly being younger. I think, you know, I think it's, it, I can, if he don't, he, he probably don't mind me saying this, but I think he has his ear to the streets, so to speak. In other words, I think he understands the beat of the streets, the heartbeat of the streets more so than myself. I've been off in the streets for a long, long time. And so, per se, you heard him talking about 1990. So, part I think, understand more young men, black men. The show is about survival skills for black men in white supremacist America. And I think that he understands where a lot of the mindset is of these young boys. He don't claim to be no Christian or believer, none of that. Tars don't talk like that. He speak his mind, and I, that's why I invite him on. I want somebody that ain't heard that's going to just, you know, represent B100 on this on this blog show tonight and letting us know how they really feel about some of the things we're saying. Uh, maybe they'll talk about the church, the hypocrisy in some of the church, and some of the things they like in the church, some things they don't like. Like I say, he can tell you about the clubs. He can tell you about a lot of things. Tars have experienced a lot, and that's why I invited him on, not because he's just my nephew, but because I know he's – He's he he have experienced a lot of things that uh, Purcell probably and I have or have not. If it's been some years that we have, but anyway, let's go back to the phone lines and bring on the one and only Tari Smith. All the way from Forward, Texas, area code eight one seven eight nine one. Taurus, are you there? Taurus, are you there? Your line is wide open. Yeah, 
Can you hear me? We can hear you. Just speak up a little bit. How you doing tonight? Say hello to the people. Uh, I'm all right. How you doing? All right, all right, all right. Well, just notice, Taurus, uh, uh, you are on the show. You are uh, one of the main focus guests. Don't be over-talked by me or Priscilla or any other guests coming on. We want to hear from you. We want you to just keep it real. Let us know, hey, I, I don't agree with that or I agree with that or that's cool or that's not. Just be Taurus like you always are. Uh, I want you to just go ahead and tell a, a little bit about just a little bio of yourself. A bio just means, well, you know what a bio means. But when I say bio to you, what I'm saying is let everybody know a little bit about what you've experienced uh, or what you want people to know, I guess I should say, because you'd you be talking all day if you know what you experienced. But what makes you, let's just ask you this question, and you can be, it can be a bio and a question at the same time. Taurus, what makes you an authority or not authority? What makes you someone that can talk about black men? I mean, what have you experienced? Just in about two minutes, just tell us, what have you experienced, like I asked Purcell earlier, what have you experienced that make you to be able to speak out with regards to black men and white supremacist America? Which I didn't. I'm the, I'm the epitome of that. I, I'm a product of what they made. Okay, elaborate. For one, I'm a black male. Mm-hmm. No, didn't have no daddy there. To a typical stereotype, uh, went to the streets to learn what I needed to learn, do what I needed to do, make money I needed to make, soaked up game for my uncles and other male figures in my life, and paid the price and had to learn from it. So, you know, I like, it is what it is. Like, I can speak on Ireland because I went through it, still going through it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen, I appreciate you sharing that. Bear with me. I have to take a step off the line there for a second. But listen, again, welcome to the Fossil Stone Network, nephew. You've been on here before, so Charles was on last week. He had talked a little bit, but I want to talk more this week. But let me just say this. Uh, did you hear what Purcell said? Did you have any comments on anything he said earlier? If not, he'll go on and make his uh, his. Uh, it's going to answer another one of the questions we have on the, on the show's description. Do you have any questions or comments on anything you've heard so far with uh, what Purcell was saying? Uh, no, I was listening to it a little bit. That's what I was trying to tell you. I was trying to just listen to see what y'all was talking about. Okay. Well, well Purcell, I want to say it's about the alcohol because a lot of people – probably can experience that or not, you know, that was a serious testimony. And, folks, just so y'all know this, young black males, older black men, listen, we got to move on. we got a lot of topics to talk about here tonight. Purcell is not by itself. There are lots of men, women over the years I've heard. I've never had alcohol in my system. Well, I can't say that's not true. Actually, my aunt fooled my us into uh drinking one time just as children but outside of that I never had alcohol in my system I don't even know what it's like and I'm thankful to the father for that because it runs in our family like a lot of black people and I just uh, you know every, every, all of my siblings have it don't mean I'm better than them they, they, there's some things they've done I've done that they've never done you know we all family tonight nobody's bigger big ain't nobody looking up or looking down at anybody we need deliverance there's some things I need deliverance in my life Taurus don't have no problem with and there's some things Purcell got problems in his life I don't have no problem with. So we all need various deliverances 
We have different strongholds. So we're just family here tonight talking this fireside chat. This is just another fireside chat here on the Fireside Stone Network. Again, we got Rotary Smith, always from Forward, Texas, Percept Porsche in Ohio. And we suppose you're from Brother John in Inglewood, California. We'll see if he called again tonight like he did last week. And so in the meantime, we got a, a phone line full of callers from all over. I don't know what all these area codes are. If y'all have a question or comment for Taurus or Purcell or myself, press one. So, Purcell, I want you to... Go here where you was going, and then I'm going to have Taurus to respond to you, and we'll just do like that, okay? So you were just about to talk about our people coming up. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, but you asked the question earlier. You said, uh, when are our people going to come up? And this is what I realized. It's a couple of different things. One, when we come together. When we come together as a people, we will come up. Um, based on my finite knowledge, I know that we probably are the only people, people being people of color that we are, black people, who cannot share um, lives together. There are the Asian culture. I lived in Okinawa, Japan for a while. Um, they stick together with one another. Um, the quote-unquote Europeans, they stick together with one another. The quote-unquote, somebody told me you're supposed to uh refer to them as Chicanos and say Mexican is uh, offensive but they stick together they can live in the same house work the same job work on the same job ride in the same car until they do better and then they put one another up we on the other hand pull one another down um, pretty much, pretty pretty consistently. Um, now, my other definition is scriptural. Okay, the Bible said, "If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal." Their land That my brothers and sisters In my opinion Is when we'll come up Because The sad part about it is We already up We're just not together I'm going to say that again We're already up But we're just not together and, and let me say this, Mr. Jeff, I can jump in there really quickly about we already up. Just so everybody know, just 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 allow these little 15 seconds interjection. Our buying power, again, money on this show tonight, our working definition of success is not just having money. But with regards to the financial aspect of life, again, there's social success, there's health, there's health and wellness, there's mental health, mm-hmm. there's spiritual, mm-hmm. which is the most important thing. If you don't have that, I'm sorry, you're poor. But 
what Purcell was saying when we already up. We are $1.2 trillion with regards to revenue, with regards to money. So in that regards, we definitely are up. Now, in other areas, we may not be doing as well, but go ahead, Purcell. Yeah, we have, we definitely – I'm glad you brought that up because uh, one of the other points that I was going to make is we actually, as a people, drive the economy. Just, just in case somebody is on the line that didn't know that, black people in the world drive the economy. There are um, executives who study, executives of big companies, of, of monetary things, material things, um, who study our communities. To find out what's hot And what's not That's a fact Okay So Well let me do this Let me do this Let me do this Let me switch to Tara Just for a second Because you said a few things Somebody I think they have their hands up They have you on a private line If you uh, If you're on a private line You did not call the phone number With your phone number You know who you are You did a star six or seven And the phone number Press one Your hand is up And I don't think you meant For your hand to be up Again, if you did a star 67, there's a lot of phone numbers here, but there is a private number. You did a star 67, and then you called the show. If, you're, if, if your hand is up, before I come to you, I want to make sure your hand is up. Press 1 now if you didn't mean that. Otherwise, I'm going to come to you in a little bit. But, Taurus, what do you have to say with what, what, what Priscilla said so far? We, there's no coming together until we, uh, you know, he was talking about when we can come together. Uh, what do you think of his definition of... Uh, of that, or his explanation of that. Yeah, he right. He right to a certain extent, but people was made like I ain't gonna say we was made. We was programmed not to come together. So people just acting out on pretty much what they done been seen, what what they done been taught, what they done seen. So it's like just you can say what you want to do or what what needs to be done all you want, but if you ain't taking no action. Towards it, lead by example, like you're really just spinning your own wheels, like you you fighting a dying cause. Yeah. So, so I can't really just amen and say he right, say that's facts. I don't know, cause all the white people own everything, you know. So you can you can say that we we the most number one consumer, or we setting the trends. That don't mean nothing. But we ain't getting no money for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're pretty much just a walking advertising, walking billboard for somebody else to make some money. And that ain't what's up. That's the case. Well, everybody let, needs to wear sheets. Let me, let, me, no. let me comment on what you just said. You said a lot there, Tars. Um, the, there's some people's got on this phone line right now. I know $6,000 in their account. I just know that. That's not a whole lot of money. No, I've heard that if you pick them up and drop them in Ghana right now, they can live like a king. Maybe not long, yeah. but let's say they got six thousand. They got a little, they got a little disability coming every month, or they got social security coming every month. They got income coming every month. They can go and live in Ghana with that little six thousand dollars that they got. Let's just say I actually spoke numbers before, but let's just say I think more like if you have seven hundred dollars coming every month, that ain't nothing, folks. That's poverty. In Ghana, you can live like a king. All over the world, you can live like a king. Now, it's really funny when you talk to African-Americans. 
living in this with the same amount of money they feel like they'll have it now. It, it is everything is relevant, of course. In the states, yes, it may be it is poverty. Let's just be real. But my point yeah. is, my point yeah. is, we're one point two trillion. Let me just say this real quick, y'all, because I got to jump in here once in a while. Cars, Purcell, yeah. listeners, one point two trillion. Let me tell you how powerful that is. They say if we would get paid and keep the money, if we spend among ourselves four times the dollar exchange to a black person in four times. I don't know how they gauge that, but if you exchange, if you do business with four people, four business people, you know, black, just take your money and go support four business people. Now, I don't know if you mean buy a tire or get your insurance, but just patronize blacks, I guess they go off of average. They say we will be the sixth richest nation in the world. Wrap your head around this. There's over 200 nations in the world. If you're number six, you might be richer than Papua New Guinea. You might be richer than Australia. You might be, I don't know why I think of Papua New Guinea, but you might be richer than... uh, I mean, one of the European nations, France, Italy, probably Italy, probably more money in Italy. I'm talking about African Americans. That's enough money to have your own air, your own airports. That's enough money to have your own military, life size military. I'm talking about serious military. Again, the sixth richest nation. So I don't think it's a problem of black folks getting more money, Taurus, Brazil. I said this last year. I know some of y'all think I'm cuckoo. I think the problem is spiritual with us. There's not enough love from the businessman to the so-called black man. There's not enough love from the church, from institutions that can hire or or or, or, or hire black people, uh, black men. Again, we're talking about black men. So what I'm saying is this. There's a, I'll, if, let me finish here. You got people that's billionaires that are worth millions, and they're not doing. For instance, Michael Jordan. Everybody talking about oh, he gives, he gives. You know, folks, if you act rich, giving a million or two, that ain't nothing. I don't mean I'm, yeah. I'm ungrateful because that man, that is his money. He do what he want to do with it. But what I'm trying to say, Taurus and Purcell, is if he had more love, if he knew who he was, if he knew who his people was. Is a way you can do that money in high thousands and maybe get even richer. That's why I love Magic Johnson. What he do with his money compared to Michael Jordan? Again, it's their money. You can do what they want. But my point is, if you had more love and care for your people, number one, you'd be trying to open up things that would generate not just jobs but wealth for your people. So. It's not that the white man needs to do anything for us. Please hear me you out, brothers and sisters. I'm on here too now. It's love. Horace, it's a spiritual thing. Purcell, it's a spiritual thing. It's not enough just to be rich. That's what I try to tell my kids. It's not enough to be wealthy. The problem is all these people wealthy, and they'll give a little bit of here. They'll go work and they'll do a little photo off here. If that's not what we need. You can take all the white people and say, don't give us another dime. Don't give us another dime. You can say to the government of the United States, don't give black folks another dime. Cut off everything. If all the black people that have money would be more resourceful, be more loving, have a compact, I 
think once you know who you are, that love is going to come. You're going to want to be more in- innovative. Instead of sitting on the board for America Express, you're going to take that knowledge and sit on the board for black companies, make black companies like America Express and like Chrysler okay. and all. I don't know who all have black CEOs, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that's the problem with our people, not white people, not doing things for us. They do need to do stuff for us because we're in this country, we pay taxes, blah, 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 blah. But I don't think it's about waiting on them or how bad they are to us. I think it's the love we have. Taurus, please comment, and then I want Priscilla to run with it. Comment on that, please. Say it again. Let's get this noise straight. Hold on a second. Let's get this noise straight. Yeah. If any little noise in the background, trust me, we hear it. It's really loud. It comes loud through on the phone. So, Taurus, I don't know if it's you or Purcell. If you're not talking, well, it's probably good it. just to meet because it, I'm telling you, we can I hear it. So, if there's it. any noise, I don't mean if you, if you drop a ink pen, we can hear it. But go ahead, Taurus. I'm very anxious to hear what you got to say. I just said it's a thin line between love and hate. Love ain't got nothing to do with it. You can either make money your God or you make God your God. I don't care how much money you got. You talking about getting dropped in Africa with $700 living like a king. What you going to get? Two goats? Uh, a bucket of grain? Listen, 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 no, it's not. No, like this is what I'm trying to say, though. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're mud huts. I got, I got, no, I got, listen, I got listen, 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 hold a second. Listen, listen, I don't want to give wrong information. Listen, 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 listen Taurus. I got homeboys. I can call a guy that live in Ghana. Hold on one second. We're going back and forth. I'm going to let you run with it, though. You got the, you got the mic. Taurus, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I've been to countries where when I go there, I have $100, and they'll give me $1,000, and you can buy stuff like $1,000, like, can do here. I'm very, very, very serious. Same thing with Jamaica. And they don't want that money. They want American dollars because they hold No, I'm not, not Jamaica. I, I Jamaica's think, too close I, to the U.S. When we went to Jamaica, it was like uh, every first Jamaica. Hold on a second. Not like Jamaica. Dollars. Don't use Jamaica. We're talking about third world. We're talking about Africa. That money uh, don't mean Mexico, stuff like that. Like that. They don't want that money. Like, yeah, you probably got a lot of it, but it's like having a lot of Monopoly money. When you play a Monopoly, you get a whole lot of money. You really think you're doing so, but the end of the game is just a game. You ain't got nothing. It's the same thing. Just because you got a lot of pieces of paper in your hand don't mean you got a lot of money. Okay, well, we just we'll disagree to disagree, and, but I and, promise you, listen to the show. And and it, depends, about it depends on what you call living like a king. Everybody's version of living like a king is different, you know. That's true. That's true. When I say living like a king, let me just explain this really quick. Somebody just raised a hand at 314-381. We're coming to you. Uh, but before we do, let me just say this. Pause when I say living like a king. I mean you can have a maid. I work with a guy. What he's trying to do right now is Ghana. He's from Ghana. He is trying to go back home. He just want to get his Social Security. His Social Security is going to be something like $1,200 a month. If he can get that by the U.S., you can move there, and they'll wire it to your bank every month. People do. People living in Ghana has a lot of African Americans just move there. People are doing what I'm saying right now. I'm not lying to you. You may not know it, but just just trust you, trust me. It's the truth. The dollar is very strong. It's very strong there. 
Really, it's not like it is here. I think a rent for a big old house was like three hundred dollars. He was telling me, and I went online and looked, and it is true. So know that this our money is no joke. This one point two trillion. I know it sounds very hard to comprehend, but it is true. Year? Go ahead. Ain't we one point two trillion million dollars or whatever it is? One point two trillion dollars in debt. You saying that like that's the money circulating? I don't know if that's the money circulating or not, but we in debt to China. No, no, so you're talking like, about a national debt, national debt. No, I'm talking about yeah. how much money we 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 get in that comes into the African American community. How much dollars we get our hands on? One point two trillion. Six wealthiest nation. If we would keep it to who's ourselves. Who's coming up with the numbers, though? Who's coming up with the numbers? No, 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 Tyler. This is this is come on now. This is authority. This is old. This everybody know this. Think about it. Think about it for a second. If you don't believe that, think about it. And I'm glad you're asking this because a lot of young people don't know this. Think about this for a second. If America is number one, and we're right here in America, how are we going to be number 90 trillion? We are right here with these. Like, we don't make what they make. We're not number one. We ain't number two. We ain't number three. We ain't number four because they're higher than us. But the African American gets $1.2 trillion in dollars every single year. Hold on a second. I got I got two hands that's up, I think. So hold on one second, Purcell, if you could. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. I'm coming to you, Erico, 314-381. But first, Purcell, do my favor and comment. Um, to uh, with with Taurus who said I got to make a phone call. Someone can't get into the show. And they need me to call him. So go ahead and talk with Taurus about what he just said, and uh, we'll come to Erico three one four three one after I make this one call. Go ahead, Purcell. Well, I think I think we have somehow made it about money, um, and uh, the richest man who ever lived said, "Money answereth all things." So. Money is very important. Let me not I don't don't think I'm tripping. But by the same token, what I was talking about in the very beginning, it wasn't per se money. What I was talking about, I think I pretty much said kind of the same thing you were saying, Steph. You used the term love. I said we need to come together. If we come together as a people, if I'm a millionaire and uh, if if I'm a millionaire and my friend is a thousandaire, my friend if we come together, my friend and I are millionaires. No, no, see, no, I, not necessarily. See, here, here's the thing: if it's my friend, necessarily. If it's my friend. No, because because if you're a millionaire, he a thousandaire. What, what you gonna teach him how to be a millionaire too? You gonna give him that some too. of your money? Because if you give a oh. if you give if you give a dollar away from a million dollars, you're not a millionaire no more. So I'm trying okay. to get an understanding what you're saying. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm saying. I'm using I'm using millionaire as a, an example. Okay. Um, Multiple million or just you got a million dollars? If, say again. Multiple millions or you just got a million dollars? I'm just so using a million dollars as an example. I'm just okay. I'm just using a million dollars as a point. If what I'm what I'm actually saying is this: 
if my friend is a millionaire, I don't have to be a millionaire. All I have to have is access to a millionaire. If we, what, what I'm saying is if we come together and we look out for one another the way we should look out for one another, see, right now our mentality is, and I come from the block, so right now our mentality is he can't do better than me. But we need to get a mentality of uh, I'm doing my thing. I'm going to bring my boy up but so we can eat, so we can all eat, so we can all come up. See, right now, if I'm going to keep my foot on his neck so that I can stay up, that's what's keeping us down, for real. Okay. Okay. It's crazy that y'all said this. I'm going to take it off subject a little bit. Y'all can be mad if y'all want to. Okay, just say it's drugs, right? I don't know about no other way. So so say it's drugs and say uh, the amount of money that you got puts you to have, say, your million dollars for selling drugs and doing it your way, right? Okay. Okay. you get a million dollars, you're touching a lot of people's pockets, you, whether you intend to or don't intend to, homeboys, enemies, whatever. you probably touching their pockets. So your million dollars came from your homeboy who got just $1,000 in a sense because he probably was buying drugs from you. So you can't really just say, okay, I'm going to bring you up to me. It ain't going so much as I don't want them to do better than me. But if you give them your, how can I say it, if you give them too much knowledge, a lot of people ain't going to need you no more. Because like we were talking about the other day, everybody want to be in the top spot. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to be in the driver's seat. So it it is it, levels to it to a certain extent. Which is I don't think it's so much, you know, to a certain extent. So you might as well just give everybody the same amount of money and just let everybody go about and do whatever they do and pay for it how they want to. But that ain't how society works. Even at your job, the CEOs and owners of these companies, they're not going to just, you you have access to them, but you would never like that ain't make, that ain't good for business. Like, why don't you give somebody all your resources to where they don't need you no more? Then if you ain't got nobody who needs you, you're not making no money. So in a sense, you got to keep your foot on some people next if you want to talk about money. Otherwise, you just take money out of the equation and go that route. So like I say, is it you gonna make you gonna go strictly off God? You know what I'm saying? Like how he fed the millions of people with. What do you say? The bread and the fish, one, one loaf of bread. I don't know how, how much it was, but it was just a bare minimum to get you by. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It wasn't enough to get you mm-hmm. full. It wasn't enough to get how you sitting back with your pants undid and all that. It, it, that ain't that. You know what I'm saying? Some people were living <laughs> like kings in the Bible. They, they talk about it like that. Yeah, they got by. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? They want to live in luxurious and lavish. So depending on, like I say, what your level of want to live like a king is. Everybody's perception different. So you you can't really look at it like that, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like, let me let me for you a second, you. everybody. If y'all can't just for a second, please. Sorry about the talk, but I have a hand that's been up for a while, and y'all are our co-hosts. Of course, you're gonna be on the line for for a minute. So let's go to the phone lines, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, very good points, though. My goodness, y'all going back and forth. But uh, folks, I have to make that quick call, so we're back. Okay, Erico three one four. Three eight one. Go ahead with your question or your comment for our guest, please. Well, I'm going to make a comment. You were talking about African countries. Now, if you retire in one of those countries, yes, you can do very well if you got a house and if you got transportation. 
because it mm-hmm. doesn't cost much to live there. Mm-hmm. But if you go into a showroom to buy an automobile, you're going to pay as much as you would here, if not more, for that car. Well, let's take Generated. one thing at a time. If you don't mind, Pianca, I want you to finish. But when you say you can live well, let's not do the car just yet because there's ways around that and maybe get the used car. Let's just talk about live well. How much money have you heard? Uh, because, again, I got people that some gone and they, they, they gave me numbers. I mean, I'm serious. If you got $1,200 coming to you every single month, you can live well in Ghana. That's, sure, that's true. You can. What if, if you, you got $1,200, if you got $1,200, you can do well. Uh, Ghana Bank, Ghana uh, Treasury Bill pays about 17% interest a year. So if you put $100,000 in the bank, that's going to draw you about $17,000 a year in interest. Well, hold on a second. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Don't use 100000 because that's out there. No, I have 100000 Harley. That's six figures. So I'm talking about, I, 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 I'm trying to make a point to Tars. That's what we, we don't want to get too caught up in the numbers with the uh, whole the uh, living. Uh, uh, I got to slow down here. Price of living. My thing was to Tars is that he was saying, Whites, you know, how they, what they got and what we got. And he was talking as though we don't have what they have. And I was just letting them know 1.2 trillion ain't on a little. That, that's serious, though, for a nation. Yeah. That is a serious nation if they can uh, use that money. Now, he, he don't know you. Well, you called last week, I think. Uh, but he don't know your business savvy. Pianchi is very business savvy. This brother here have done some things in the business world. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, as well as John that was on last week. These are finance guys. So I'm saying to you, Pianchi, if you have, I'm talking about post stuff. I'm talking about po money. 1500 coming every month with disability because it can come to the banks. Those banks are no different than these banks here. They can go straight to the bank. 1500 I'm, I was told you can have a maid, you can have everything you need that you got here. Is that true? You can, have, you a, you can have a maid, a gardener, and a chauffeur. Yes, you're absolutely right. Very well. I just wanted Taurus to know that because a lot of people think we just, this 1.2 trillion is nation. But you got to build a house and you got to have transportation. You don't build a house, okay, then you're going to be in problem. But if you that's build your own house, get your land, build a house, and have your transportation, if you oh, have that kind of income, yes, you can do very well. Yeah, you can do very well. You got people over there doing bad. You understand what I'm saying? So, yes, they're going to subject themselves to doing whatever just to get by. You know what I'm saying? So you really no, 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 now that amount of money I'm talking about is income. Right? You can't work. See, you can't work in those countries. They don't allow you to work. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about working. I'm saying if you got fifteen hundred dollars, which is poverty, Taurus is complaining because I know he made more than that. But he's saying how bad we have it now, and we do have it bad compared to the people we bit we are with. But keep in mind, Taurus, the people we are with in this country is number one world resources as a nation economy. They're number one. 
So we're right here rubbing elbows with them. You think we're going to be number 89? We're number six if we can keep the money in the, in our, in, in, among us. And that's what Purcell was saying earlier. We have a love issue. We have a trust issue. We have a, here's a good one, a self-hate issue. Because we're talking about survival skills for black men in white supremacist America. The fifth side of white being superior is black being inferior. A lot of us have self-hate, and that's why we don't want to work with black folks. So we go, we get out, we get our money. We don't just go get a white girl. Well, no more interracial, interracial dating. Well, we, you go, work we go to that. white culture. Hold on, let me get this out. I'm all to keep oh, rushing, but oh, yeah. what I'm saying, everyone, is this. I know I'm talking fast because I'm trying to get it back to Taurus. My point is, Taurus, if you really do have 1.2 trillion. It must mean if people don't feel it like yourself, it's cost of love. It's cost of love. You mentioned earlier, I think you mentioned you were incarcerated, right? Did you mention that? I don't want to put, say too much here. I'm pretty sure you did. But my point is, there's black businesses that have nieces and nephews. Ain't nothing to, these days, everybody seems like got a record. That's no big thing no more. Okay? Yeah. It's businesses, black businesses that can hire you. They know how we are. They know we ain't no criminals, criminals, that we just did some dumb stuff. But we don't have the love. We're trying to be like the white people. We're trying to get close to them. We're trying so to... Got a record. I well, don't you know have You know what, too? Go ahead, Tyrus. Hold on. Let's see, Yankee. Hold on. Let's talk. Go with you, Yankee. People kill me when they try to speak on that. You can't speak on that because you, you ain't going through it. You, you just hearing what they said. People talk about on the news or what you hear somebody else say. You, you ain't going through that. No, what I'm saying is they can hire you. That ain't nothing I got to go through. If I got a business, if I have a business is what I was just saying. It don't mean I can't ever bring it up because I ain't been incarcerated. I can bring it up. And I'm saying to people that have businesses, they can hire you. That ain't nothing I got to go through to make that comment. Children, everybody got somebody that's, that made that made mistakes. I done done stuff to be incarcerated. I just got lucky and didn't get caught. All of us can say that. So I don't look at there's no difference really. And and that and that means we're white people too. So my point is all of us have a record you have the most high. So my point is there's black folks we had enough love for each other and we want had all this self hate and distrust you wouldn't be saying what you're saying. Because that one point two trillion you'll be benefiting from. Purcell, you haven't mentioned anything in a while. Any feedback? Quickly. The problem is we're constantly competing with one another. That's my issue. We're constantly competing with one another. So not only are we competing with one another, we're competing with them too. So it's almost like we damned if we do and damned if we don't. Right, right. You know? So that's that's the issue. The issue is the mentality that we have. We always feel like we're trying to take something from you. I, I ain't trying to take nothing from you. I'm trying to take care of my family just like you trying to take care of your family. Yeah. I'm trying to come up just like you trying to come up. But you're so concerned about me coming up at your expense. I can't, mm. Even if you can help me, you won't. That's the issue. That's our issue as far as coming up. All you have when they get the big kid, it's like you did. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, y'all. Say it again, Tyson, we need you. I said, all you have when they turn around and act like 
you know what I'm saying? They don't need you when they do come up, you know. Or they'll just act like you just never do nothing for them. They're ungrateful, unappreciative. You go through all that. Yeah, so what, you, what we're saying, Paul, is... And you do it out of the kindness of your heart. If you do it out of the kindness of your heart, it don't matter how I act when I get it. It don't matter to you how I act. If I did it to get that back from you, then that's going to bother me that you didn't, you didn't appreciate what I did for you. But if I did it because that's the way I, that's what I wanted to do, just out of, like Seth was saying, out of love or out of the kindness of my heart or just doing what I believe was right by you, regardless of how you respond to what I did, it ain't going to change what I'm doing. It ain't going to change my mentality. It ain't going to change my heart. But if I do it with, with the, with the, uh, the mindset that, uh, well, he better come say thank you. At least you're going to be able to say thank you. That might very well be true. But if my motive, if that's what, if that's what I want my reward to be after I did what I did to you and you don't do that, then that's going to be, the, that's where uh, you're going to have an issue with me. But if you that's did it. That's common courtesy. That's common courtesy. You're right. You're right. But common courtesy, this is a couple of things I learned. Common courtesy ain't common, and common sense ain't common either. Because everybody ain't got it. That's right. But if you got it, then you got to walk in it. If you got love in your heart, regardless of what that person is feeling, then you walk in the love that's in your heart. Don't worry about what they're doing. Because, see, you're going to get your reward based on your intent of your heart. You ain't going to get your reward for what you did. Because God already created a law. You ain't even got to be a, 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 a church person or a Bible person for the principles to work for you. Well, Give it and shall be given. That's a principle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's a principle. That's going to happen whether you, whether you acknowledge God or not. If you handle somebody bad, you're going to get handled bad at some point. Just because long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. So I don't care, I don't care what they do, if my heart is right, and I do what I feel like is right in my heart to do, it ain't gonna change what uh, what I do after the fact of how you responded to what I did for you. It ain't gonna change me or change my heart. That's the issue. That's what I'm saying. It's the mindset that has to change. I understand the practical side of it. This is what we're doing. This is what we're dealing with. But in order for us to come up, it co- it's going to take us to to have a, a new mindset. It's going to take us to well, walk in love for one you another. You know what? Uh, African Blacks is no more different than any ethnic group. They all are not the same, and there's nothing wrong with their minds. Now, if you got an agenda, a plan, or a project, you seek out people that's conducive to that plan and project that you're talking about, then y'all sit down and start putting things together to make it work. Everybody's that's not going to be point. on the same level. That's my point. We don't do that, though. 
Well, we, there we are some people doing back. it, but you just don't see back. enough. Let me take that back. We do it. We just don't do it on a large enough scale where it can impact the community. Well, I can agree with that. Huh? I can agree with that. Absolutely. That's the point. You know, let me give you an example of something that I was uh, pondering with. Uh, There's an organization called the PGA, Professional Golf Association. Now, blacks don't play golf. Now, guess guess what? If you took in in each, in in at least, uh, say, 20... Two states from Washington, California, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Indiana, Kentucky, and took five young black students and started drilling them and training them in golf. I mean, think about this. Mm-hmm. Just take five. Then the next mm-hmm. thing you go, if you did that in every state where they become good, they can compete against each other. That's 110 players right there in 22 different states. Mm-hmm. Then you can get more involved. Now you got 220 players. Then you can have your own black golf association. With that many players, you can have your tournaments, bring about your advertisement. You would have events that TV networks would want to telecast and pay to do so. Okay, mm-hmm. everyone, hold on for a second. I'm sorry, uh, Pianki, I want you to finish, but I do want to bring John Clark. He's in the house, and he's been holding for, in the wing for a while. Uh, I want you to finish, though. Pianki has the mic. I want him to finish. I just want to bring in John, the other third co-host, is to join us tonight. Actually, John is, is just coming, calling in as a caller. He's just going to hang out with us for a little bit because he has to run. But, John Clark, go ahead and say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. Um, good to be back. Dropping in, see what's good. Okay, so now John is in the house. Pianki, go ahead and finish what you were saying, and then we're going to go to Taurus, and then let Priscilla comment as well as John. Go ahead, Pianki. Yeah, so like I said, if you took in each of those 22 states, you got uh, Washington, California, and uh, <clears throat> you're coming down the center where you got Michigan and Arkansas, and down the, then on the East Coast, I wouldn't go no higher than New York. And you had five students in each one of those states. It's going to take some organization. You have the making of having your own golf association, mm-hmm. which can draw advertisers, which can draw TV revenue, and which can do the same thing as the PGA. Matter of fact, you can have competition between the two associations. It just well, takes a plan and a will. Let me just say this yeah. really quickly because I, I, I don't want us to get off into what all we can do because it's, it's thousands of things we can do to demonstrate our love for our people. The topic was we kind of was just saying Purcell brought up the issue when should we come up because this is in our show description. Uh, black men are asking who am I? What is my person, purpose? When will our people come up? And he was just saying this is when we come up and Taurus was kind of going back and forth with him to try to you know, fine-tune that. You come in, now you got a brilliant idea of stuff we can do, but there's lots of things business people with these millions can do, but the question we're talking about tonight is why aren't they doing it? And it's because of love. Taurus was saying, no, we don't need no love, you just need the money. But if you have the money and you don't care, we'll just have this $1.2 trillion floating among us, but nobody's really, you know, targeting it. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm trying to say. 
you know, I know that's a debate. Some people say, well, it's not quite one point two, it's one point whatever. Whatever it is, they say we will become the rich, sixth richest nation if we can just keep that wealth among ourselves. So I'm trying to show tonight. We don't want to hit this too much because we got to talk about other things like who am I? Who who is this African American man? African American is a new name. Who is he? So Pianki, go ahead and wrap up what you're saying. And then I got another caller. Well, you know what you're. Look at the Black Enterprise Top 100 Black Business. In the top 20, you got six companies that's involved in the automobile industry. If you got an idea, there's a black, there's a brother in Nevada, Mims, who's making electric cars. If you can be an intermediary between those two, a marketer, or if you see an outlet, you put a plan together and go talk to one of those tops in, in the top uh, six in automobiles in the top 20 in the Black Enterprise Top 100 Businesses. Go to them with a plan. If you want to take over your school lunch program, you got uh, businesses that's in food service in that particular line of work. Well, let, me say, this, let me say this for time's sake, Brother Pianchi. You are a businessman, and this is what you do. Uh, you are one of those people that is very innovative in your thought. You can go on and on and on, and everything you're saying is probably not just good, but brilliant. I mean it. I'm not just saying this to rush you off the line or nothing, but what I'm trying to say is we're trying to see what is survival. Actually, I can appreciate what you're saying because you're actually giving survival skills in and of itself by giving these ideas to black men, different things they can do. But we... so, I, actually, I pick back what I'm saying to you. Actually, you are definitely on point because you're giving practical things for black men. So, I stand corrected. Okay, so let me just say it another way. I want to also make sure we understand what Taurus and Purcell were saying as well. In addition to what you're saying, these brilliant ideas you're putting out there for some black man or some black organization to go do for black men. So, again, I stand corrected on that. But let me just say, in addition to what you're saying, Taurus, do you understand what we're saying? now by we have a lot of dough in the African American community. You might not feel it. I might not feel it. But there are professional people that are looking at all the census and what we have to put down our income and they're saying, gee, white America is bringing in this amount of money. African Americans bringing in this amount of money. Hispanic is bringing this amount of money. And they look at the amount of money we're bringing in and they look at the economies of the world and they say, this, this, these people with the money that's going through their hand, it's $1.2 trillion. And some people debate that. I don't want to get into that. But my point is this, Taurus. If we have the love, and it's, you're not going to just get a love out of nowhere. Oh, I love black folk. you got to know who you are. And you're not going to see a need to love. you got to know what's your purpose in life. If you don't have these intangible things, that's why I said the money ain't nothing. And that's well, why one you reason can be wealthy, is... wealthy, wealthy, but if you don't know who you are and who your people are, you're not going to even have the love, even think the love. Even You're going to think it's just me against the world. And that's a lot of way these people think this got this money. So I want everyone to understand something. This is a very good conversation here. Folks, if we don't love each other, we don't care about each other. We don't understand that we are a family, a real, genuine 
family. That's why we talk so much on this network about being Israelites. And I know P.N. can disagree with that, or you ain't got to say it, but I know you do. But whatever you want to call us, we are related. If everybody just say, well, I'm just, it's just about me and mine, me and mine, then we'll never come together like Priscilla was saying. Do y'all understand? P.N., can give me last words on that? Then we we'll go to talk. I'm going to give you my then last we'll words. You can have as much money as you want, but if it ain't organized, you might as well sit it out on the sidewalk. That's my last comment. Right. Well, brother, it's always good to hear from you. And please press one when I put you on hold. Because you can come back and comment later. I really enjoy your mind, brother. You are you are you are an asset to the to the black community. I don't know if people really know what you do, and I would like to have you on the show one of these times. Okay, just so you know that. Can I can I please address what he said about the going to talk to the people in those very prominent positions? Okay, you can um, you can, but let me go to and open up the phone line. Uh, Three one Erico eight one seven three five zero. You've been holding. I tell you what, we'll come to you after Purcell oh, comment. Pianki uh, is on hold. Go ahead, brother, uh, with your comment. Go ahead, brother Purcell, with your comment, comment, please. Okay, okay. Here's here's what I was gonna say where that's concerned. Um, here's what I would like to see happen because see, I don't have an issue going to talk to anybody. Um. Here's what here's what where my issue comes in is how am I received? Because yep. most of the time you can go talk to just anybody, any and everybody. But most of the time it's better if that those people reach out to you. Because if you're in such a prominent position, to me it's more effective for you to reach back or to reach down and pull me up and hear what I got to say and see how I can benefit what you're doing or see how you can benefit what I'm wanting to do. This is what I'm talking about. We all can get together and put, we can, all of us can put together a plan and go talk to people. But if we don't have the connection or we not together, then for real, I mean, this is this is Frank, but this is how we do it on this show, 100. I'm just another nigga coming up here begging. <laughs> if you don't have that, that love, that's true. Well, hold on, Priscilla, because I want you to come run, that, run down that road a little longer, but I want to go to uh, Taurus because he hasn't said it in a while. Taurus, any comments on what you've heard, and then we'll go to, uh, go to a new caller. Nah, the last comment was a mile for it right there. You said keep it in one hundred. That's exactly how they're gonna look at you, like you begging. They got they got a gang of people coming in with dry ideas all the time that don't amount to nothing. So it gets so saturated and watered down. So if somebody do come to them with a good idea, everybody that came before you done messed it up. They don't even want to be receptive or try to even hear what you got to say. So that don't always work. And I never said I never said money was more than love. I never said that you took what I said out of context. You weren't listening to what I was saying. No, you so, was just saying. Okay, what did you say? Quickly, what did you say? Because you said I, said, you, I thought either, you said I, I thought said you said either, you have all. Nope. I, go ahead. I said either you gonna make money your God, or you gonna make God your God. Point blank not that, not, you not know that what comment. Saying? Not that comment. Not that comment. I'm sorry. I was elaborating when I was talking to her. You just want to keep it up with the conversation. 
It's okay. It's okay. But it, it, I know people do think that. Maybe not you. I got you. I understand. I understand. Maybe I, I get stuff wrong. I'm just saying I know a lot of people. They trivialize. Like when I tell people this, they, and I'm going to I'm coming to you every code 817350, but people say this. How can you tell your kids? Well, ain't nobody actually told me this in my face, but they kind of look at me crazy when I tell them my kids. I tell them your top ten goals should not be nothing you can see, taste, touch, and smell. They're like, huh? Because they've been told in college and everybody tell them, you got to first get a house, then you got to get a husband, you got to get a husband, then you get a house, then you get this. That, that stuff, that, that is not important. Like the top ten, I'm thinking of. Here's my top ten. Not, not in this order. Really quick, I'll go to the phone lines. Number one, is there a God? If, if we know there he is, what does he want out of you? You can't tell me, I said at the beginning of the show, I don't know if y'all was on then, and I was saying that's a multi-billionaire, this billionaire, if I could walk up to them and tell them, and they knew I was telling the truth, what God want out of them, they would give me millions, because they don't know. We out on this earth, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing, we don't know our purpose, some of us. We don't know who we are. We hear all this genealogy, you from Irish, you from here, you from there, you're African American. But if somebody can walk up to you and tell you who you exactly is, Tosh was saying earlier about the whole daddy issue. There's a lot of our people don't even know who their parents are, and then the parents that they do have, they don't, they don't connect with them. So there's a lot of fatherless going on among all these people, especially African American, but even with the white America, they people just throwing money at them. They're not parenting them like they should, as they would be acting a fool yeah. out here in our world. Yeah. My point yeah. is. My point is, your top goal should be things like knowing your purpose, knowing God, getting a, you know, you should have a goal to get closer to God, to understand this life. We are spirits having a experience in a body that's going to decay one day. We're not a right. body having a spirit that's going to, no. We are spirits. Our real needs is, is intangible. All of our needs is intangible. People say, no, I need to care that. No, you don't. You need a Cadillac because you need the attention that the Cadillac brings. You ain't that caught up in the sea and all that. All that stuff plays off how the car ride. You know, you look. You need the Cadillac for the accolades. You need the Cadillac for how it makes you feel when people look at you. Some people. If I stick you in a place, no, hear me out, Tarzan. Hear me, hear me out, really. Look at all these things. Look at all these things. Into the host queue, period. Taurus, uh, uh, I heard you, John. I think that was you. Uh, you you're wide open. Uh, okay. So anyway, let me go to the phone lines. I can go. I said that earlier. Y'all probably missed that earlier, but I went down that road. Let it, I was naming things as 50. I was naming things that had price tags of millions of dollars. People want to know their purpose. There's billionaires that don't really know their purpose. They're just making a billion dollars. They don't really know. The, if, if I could tell them, they, and if they believe me, they would pay me millions of dollars. That mess is serious. Love is, is priceless. Being accepted is part of love. That mess is priceless, man. Here's a good one. Health. Uh, uh, of course, that's tangible. But, I mean, things like, uh, you, you know, if, if, if you know, the, the, what would a parent pay if I said to, to give Bill Gates, Bill Gates, I have the answer of who your children, what their callings are, what their purpose is in their life. How much money would you pay me to pay you each one of the kids and what their true gift is the father told me? How much money do you think that would be worth? And we see them talking about money like it's the standard. It's not a standard. It's, it's a poor representative of what.
what we really are. Bill Gates ain't worth no billion. Bill Gates is worth priceless. He's priceless. Taurus is priceless. If you go to Bill Gates and say you're worth $34 billion, he probably say, well, it should be more than that. I, this idea I, I, bought, I botched. If I did this right, I'd be worth a trillion. So I, he don't think he's worth no $34 billion or whatever he's worth. That's not what he's worth. We're priceless. We will, some of us will never do in this life the true value of what we are because it's priceless. Money is a horrible measurement of anything. The Bible says like this, I'm going to the phone lines, the wealth of a man does not consist in the things he owns. Area code mm-hmm. 817-350-350. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment. I would like to know your city and name, please. Shalom. Uh, Shalom. This is our brother Malachi. I'm calling from Fort Worth, Texas. I've lost bound. Welcome, Welcome to the show, brother Malachi. Thank you, brother. Glad to uh, be on. I just wanted to uh, make a comment. Uh, uh, about something that I experienced, and I'm going to try to be as brief as possible. Uh, my grandmother uh, passed away because uh, I'm originally from Mississippi. My grandmother passed away, and I went out of town, I believe, uh, Friday morning uh, to participate in her wake. Sorry Friday to hear night. about that, brother. Sorry to hear about that. Uh, Saturday morning for her funeral. But uh, I just want to say that as I was leaving out of Texas, me and my sons and and um someone else who came with me, another brother. Um, when we crossed over from Texas into Louisiana, uh, mm-hmm. this Louisiana state trooper began to follow me for like about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, while me and the brother was talking, who had came with me, another uh, Israelite brother came with me, uh, while we was talking, I noticed this state trooper was kind of like sitting back but he was following me, and uh, the other cars just kind of like stayed back. And I and while me and the brother was talking, I said, "This state trooper is he's he's actually following me." And mm-hmm. he followed me for about a good thirty minutes. And I'm like, so I'm like, wait a minute, I know I'm not over the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, um, he followed me for about thirty minutes, and you know, I'm like, mm. uh, he done probably racially profile us. So. Um, about I thought, I thought about a good, good thirty minutes. He he drove on past us, and I said, "Okay." He was probably thought I was gonna get nervous or something. He probably thought I I was gonna get nervous and I do something like uh, 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 drive a little scary or something. Uh, but so he drove on ahead with with, with some speed, and uh, about two or three minutes later, uh, no, about five or six minutes later, we came up and we seen him parked to the side. So we passed by him. I said, that's the same guy. It's the same state trooper. So we passed by, just going on about our business. And then about two minutes, no, no, about a minute later, he drove right on back up and with his lights on, this same state trooper. And he pulled mm-hmm. me over, and he got out the car, and he told me to get out and come to the back of the car. And I said, uh, uh, excuse me, officer. Uh, no, no, no. First of all, he when I came to the back of the car, he said uh, he was a young White officer, a young white mm-hmm. officer, and uh, uh, he seemed kind of young, you know, not a veteran. But he said, uh, "Are you tired? Are you sleepy?" 
Where you coming from? And where you going? I'm like, well, hold on. Let me answer the first question. I said, no, I'm not really tired. I said, why are you asking that? I said, what's your legitimate reason for stopping me? Well, where are you coming from? I said, I'm coming from Texas. Where you headed? I said, I'm going to Mississippi to see my, for my grandma's funeral. He said, well, I seen you uh, 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 go outside the line a little bit. I said, what? I said, is that a legitimate reason to stop me? Because I went outside the line a little bit, and he wasn't talking about the inside line. He was talking about the outside line. I said, that's, that's not a legitimate reason to stop me because I, I allegedly veered outside, outside the line a little mm-hmm. bit. And his, his mm-hmm. words was a little bit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you that same officer, the state trooper that was following us uh, up about 30 minutes. You understand? So uh, he was, and then he got a little defensive, and he said, well, in the state of Louisiana, it's a, you're breaking the law when you get outside the line, even if it is a little bit. You understand? So he said, uh, 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 what's your, where's your license at? And he got the other guy's uh, uh, identification, too, and he went and checked it out. And I said, look, he said, who are you? I said, I'm a pastor. And I'm going to, like I told you, I'm going to see my grandma's, uh, going to my grandma's funeral. But you don't have no legitimate reason for stopping me. You understand? So he went to went to his car and he and uh, he checked everything. Everything was good. He came back and he was like, uh, "Is that a, a rental?" I said, "Yeah, it's a rental." I said, "I know you're not going to give me no ticket because you you don't really have no legitimate reason for stopping me." You understand? And he said, "Well, uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and go." You understand? Uh, so got in the car and, and went on. But I just wanted to bring that out since, since we're talking about uh, uh, about how to survive uh, uh, racism, uh, white supremacy as a black man. And what I want to bring out, brother said, is that um, this officer, you know, he 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 wasn't an old white veteran, state trooper. He was a young guy. So mm-hmm. that lets me know that racism is not going nowhere in America. This was a young, looked like a rookie. And uh, mm-hmm. I told I told a brother to turn the Facebook live on, and he went to calling people, and I even texted my civil rights group back here, you understand, just in case something went down. But it lets me know that this young white officer, young, it lets me know, and this is all I want to say, that racism isn't going anywhere until Hamashiach or Christ returns. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, can I get a word in? Yes, go ahead. Uh, the uh, Apostle Malachi, this is John. How you doing, bro? Oh, glad to hear from you, brother. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Likewise. Yeah, you know, I actually commented on scenarios like that last week. I was explaining how I had driven for 10 years with an expired license or suspended license. Because um, in Oklahoma, where I got where it was suspended, if you don't pay the fine, they just don't let it, they just don't let it drop off after a while. You, you, it'll stay suspended for the rest of your life. So I was driving like that for a long time, and oh, I found that. Please forgive me for interrupting, man. I uh, just just got through this every 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 show at ten o'clock. Those who that called the uh, you didn't call the phone line, you clicked clicked on the link to listen to the show. If you listen to the show, you clicked on the link. You did not call a phone number. You must call the phone number now. You're going to be disconnected. We only contracted to ten. Of course, we're going to roll over. We always do, probably twenty or thirty minutes. So just know that. Call the number. T- uh, uh, let's see, you're nine one four. Two zero five 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 nine zero. One more time. Nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Go ahead, John. Sorry. Yeah, all I'm saying, I'm just buttressing what Apostle Malachi stated. Uh, the fact is that 
every time I was racially profiled, I knew I was racially profiled. However, I chose to just comply with what I was dealing with because the fact of the matter is that if I didn't comply, I could have gotten to a more serious situation even when I had my license. And it's not always a, it's not always a necessi- necessity to comply, but every person should use prudence and wisdom and choose their battles. Um, I would never not comply in the middle of the woods. I'm just not gonna. I'm just gonna do what I've been told and not get myself in a situation. So I just right. wanted to comment on that. The other thing that I wanted to comment on is this. Um, number one, poverty. It's it's not even a dollar figure. Poverty is a measurement from one person to the next person. You can have a, a village of people that have shirts, shorts, socks, and no shoes. If everybody has no shoes, then everybody feels fine about it. However, if everybody has shoes and you don't have shoes, you will feel impoverished because you're not at that status quo. So I think that it's important to not let the society that we live in put a, a dollar amount with three household family members and say, hey, you're in poverty because the fact of the matter is that I, when I, as a loan, uh, mortgage loan originator, I'm taking in applications from people, and I've seen people primarily from Africa, let's say, uh, a lot of times Hispanics, whom they are working minimum wage and will show up with $30,000 saved. And I'm like, if you don't mind me asking, so how did you save so much money? They were very, very shrewd with their purchases. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. The one, one young girl was telling me she basically would eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and keep her butt. She would buy a lot of rice. Her mom would send her rice. And she would just save her money, save her money. And, and so we oftentimes will let that word poverty make us think that, okay, well, we're here and we will start to behave in a way that's consistent with the label. But and, and I'm not even referring to anyone else, more so me, because I realize that you don't have to fit that label. No matter what they say bad about you, you can determine who it is that you are. And no matter what they say good about you, disregard that as well, because who you are is who you are at the end of the day. I don't care if they're lauding your praises or, or shooting you down. The last thing I want to say is this, and this is, is dear to my heart. <laughs> it's almost the reverse of what we're discussing talking about how much money the black community have and, and no love to pull people up. I've had a list. I've, I've always known that I'm going to get paid and I'm going to do a good job because I've known this. And I'm working as we speak. I'm working toward that end. I created a list. That list had an inner circle of people, people who looked out for me when I'm trying to come up, whether they believed mm-hmm. in what I was doing or not. That was my inner circle. Then I had a, a, a primary, secondary, tertiary list of people whom may have d- did various things along the way where I felt led like this person, they believed in me. They trusted me. They, looked in, they asked me for guidance. I created that mm-hmm. list. And I kid you not, when I began to touch bases with persons and say, hey, this is what I'm getting ready to do. This is how I'm going to do it, da, 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 so on and so forth, people <laughs> – People, they, I'm not, I'm looking to pay persons for what it is that I'm asking them to do. And they, it's almost as if you don't understand that this is a job. This is a real job. I expect, 
I, I expect an outcome for the money that I'm paying. And so the, I, I fight within myself and I tell myself, okay, maybe this is a bad idea because one thing's for certain, if I tell somebody who's an employee to do something and they don't do it, I have the right to fire them. Now we can't even sit down at Sunday dinner because I have to fire my, my, my cousin. And so it's, it's a little bit more complicated. It's a little bit more complicated than just no love. Sometimes good business re- demands that, like, for instance, that, prime, that uh, inner circle, they're, they're not going to sign a non-disclosure agreement and a non-compete agreement. Everybody else will. So if a person is offended that I'm asking you to sign a non-disclosure agreement and a non-compete agreement because I want to protect my intellectual property, it's like you apparently don't understand how business works because I'm not going to let you take what it is that I've spent so long to build up and just take it to the next block and start running with my product. (laughs) So um, all all I'm trying to say here is that on the flip side, when you try to reach out and try to do that because you love persons, sometimes it's the person that shoot themselves in their own foot. Well, well hold on, hold on, but John, let me, let me say it before you kind of change up there. But Malachi, you was going in another direction. Did you have any more comments or questions on? Uh, were you done what you were saying, and, and what do you have to say about what Brother John has said so far? And then we'll come to you, Purcell, and then uh, Taurus. Oh yes, I'm, I'm done. I'm done, and uh, uh. Uh, I would like to say that I wasn't, you know, confrontational. I, I, I was just asking him a legitimate question. Now, what legitimate reason did you have to stop me? Because I, I, I do know how to handle them. So I wasn't like uh, uh, confrontational yet. Uh, uh, I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh, ask him, uh, you know, what was the legitimate reason you stopped me? Because I know I was racially profiled, but I knew how to handle the situation, though. But thank you. Okay, well, yeah, I always enjoy hearing from you. Uh, uh, before John finished, Taurus, any comments, about, well, per se, any comments about what Brother Malachi was just saying? Brother Malachi, I always continue from you, brother. Uh, Purcell, any comments, yeah. quickly, quickly? No, I just, I just, uh, I mean, I'm in agreement with what he's saying. I, I probably every black man on the line probably can, uh, can, and can, for the most part, empathize with what he's saying. Because we've all been uh, profiled in some way or another, uh, be it uh, driving on the highway, driving in the city, be it in a grocery store, um, or any other kind of store for that matter. I mean, I think we've all been experienced uh, that whole profiling situation, um, and I think we handled it great, you know, um, and, and okay. I agree. That this all right, Tar, anything on that? Is that a lot? No, it's not going nowhere. Even if you got rid of all the white people in the world and just let one make it, and if he reproduced another white person or another white person came back, it's going to start back up. So, you know. Well, well, on this show, Tars, you hadn't heard this yet because you only, I don't know if you listen much, but You'll see, those white people might look like giants right now to a lot of our brothers and sisters on this line and in the world, but if you only knew, it's just a matter of knowledge. They're they're not that powerful. And uh, when we get through talking about who they are, you'll actually feel sorry for them. They are not a them. 
they are not a them. Or should I, I should, even when I say they, <laughs> you're looking at us. Man, some of All of us come from two people in the garden. Let me just get this out real quick. We'll let John finish it. We'll take a little short break. We'll come back and finish it uh, out the show. I'll take a little break here, folks. But let me just say this to Taurus and all the young black men that feel like these people are invincible. I'm not saying Taurus saying that. He didn't say that. I'm saying it. Though there are some people that think they just inherently evil, da 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 Y'all know as well as I know there's a white people that do not like other white people. They do not like what they do not like white supremacy. And last week we did a show where I showed you everything white people doing and thinking we do it to ourselves. I'm going to say it again. I did a show last week where we talked about white supremacy a little bit deeper. And we went into how that it's really in us. What y'all think you see in white people is in us. We was all in the same class, borrowing each other pencils and pens and all that. Same history teacher, same math teacher, same uh, lunch counter, same, same bells ringing in high school. And then we went on to college. We got the same germ in us. That self-hate is white supremacy. It's one coin. One side, whites is superior. Whites can't be superior unless somebody say you are superior. There's no such thing as white supremacy. In other words, if black people say, I know who I am, you're not superior, and we just sit up and fight them teeth and toenail, they won't rule. The only way they rule is we have to buy into the fact that they white, they're superior. They say we're superior, we say yes. And then, that's, then they can rule. If they, then they go into Africa and they try to, it don't work. Zimbabwe said, you got to get yeah. up out of here. All these Africans got rid of all those whites, and that's why Africa suffered, because they said, no, y'all got to get up out of here. But my point is, yeah. they come, well, there are people that know who they are. Africans have been ruling and ruling and ruling and ruling those are the areas for thousands of years. They said, there's no way in the world you're superior. That's why they had such a hard time. They couldn't stay there that long. The ones that they're getting over on now is those in power that, that holds the key to the resources, and they basically are threatening them. If you don't go against your people and go against this, we're going to kill you because we need this gold, this silver, this chocolate, this whatever, this rubber. But Africans, as a general, they don't, when they come here, they don't have problems thinking they can run a country, a, com- a, a company, because they have skyscrapers there. They have hotels there. They have everything we have here there, and they've had it longer. They don't have a problem like we do have questioning ourselves whether or not we can be this and, and, and acting the fool when we do get – they don't have that. It's white supremacy, and it's taught to blacks just like it's taught to whites. You think they're doing stuff to us, Taurus? I can show you the same things they're doing to us that we are doing to ourselves because of that germ. So what you're looking at is not people being an enemy. It's a philosophy. Black self-hate is just as damaging. Black self-hate, that's why that 1.2 trillion, you don't feel it. That's why we can't see it. That's why we are called, here's a nickname for us, a consumerist nation, which means we spend. We don't retain. We spend. That's not a good thing. We spend. We go take their money, take it right back to our presses and buy the gold that they stole from Africa. We go back to those same people that oppress us, and we try to buy things buy their stuff. That's that's a sick mind. Yes, we get the one point two trillion, but it goes right back to them because of self hate, which is another form of white supremacy, as we talked about in depth last week. Again, if y'all need to tune into that and John will come to you. If y'all need to 
hear more about how white supremacy, black, black people are some of the biggest white supremacists, Tune into the show last week by simply Googling Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio. John, I want you to go ahead and finish, uh, if you can, in about a minute. I'm going to take a little short break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to go to... Uh, go ahead. Who's that? Uh, Priscilla, did you say okay. something? Hold on go a minute, ahead. John. Priscilla, did you say something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. Okay, John, and then we'll take a little break. Okay, number one, I just wanted to make certain that um, the statement that I made in reference to Apostle Malachi being pulled over, by no stretch of the imagination was I insinuating that he was being um, um, belligerent or anything like that. I didn't take it like that at all. I actually was just agreeing with what he was saying and the way that he approached it, and I've had to approach it that way many a time. And as such, you know, I haven't had incident, but I was racially profiled. Um the the other things that I was referring to, all I was really trying to drive home is the fact that it's complicated when you're dealing with uh, friends and family members in business. And I, I, to be honest, I don't even think it makes a difference what color you are. And the one thing uh, that you were saying, Seth, how we all were in the same classes and we all were taught the same things, you know, again, I'm not saying that I'm impervious to white supremacy, but I, I never saw them like above me. Now, keep in mind, obviously they were running this country, but in my sphere of influence, and, and whenever, whenever I was in a classroom, whenever I was in a training room or whatever the case may be, um, I always was diligent in what it was that I was doing, and as a result of that, I was always, if I wanted to be the top of my class, that's exactly what I was. And no one can take that from a person, but it requires diligence. And yeah. sometimes if you, if you start, I, I literally went to a, a school that was ranked 20th in the nation, U.S. News World Report for private institutions, and had to end up taking a customer service job for MCI, which is a telecommunications company, customer mm-hmm. service with a degree. But I don't care. I need the money. I had a family. But I, I'm all, I was always thinking of how I'm going to come up. <laughs> how am I going to create my own? I, it, was, it was a constant thought, and it was something that I continued to think. And when I saw the opportunity, I, I moved on it. I went out of business several times. I didn't care. I'll try it again. And I, you just keep trying. So a person has an option. Right. You can work for somebody or you cannot work for somebody. To me, That's right. I absolutely would rather work for somebody who can show me how to move in this particular arena, and I'm looking for ways to put myself in position to be receiving of whatever monies that are flowing through that industry. But you can't do that if you don't start under someone. I don't care if they're black, white, or what. You have to get in and learn that business, or else you're going to be opening up a barbecue pit a clothing store, or whatever it is that we normally open up when we really just are trying to get our hustle on. And last thing, business and the hustle, they're the exact same things, except one requires a CPA and for you to file your taxes, which you don't always do all the time anyway. But it's the same thing, the same mentality that it takes to get your hustle on. It takes to do business, except that you just have to be more disciplined. And to be honest, for the people who have a hustle who ain't disciplined, they end up in a bad situation. If you're in business and you're not disciplined, bad situation. Same thing. 
powerful. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody's enjoying this dialogue between Taurus, uh, who is just on to just kind of let us know, you know, give us the feel of, because yeah, he's a young, younger cat, as, 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 as some would say. And then we have a Purcell Porcher, uh, actual minister of the gospel, then John is a finance guy, and then we have Pianchi, who's run all kind of businesses, multi-million dollar businesses. Beyond, to be serious, Pianchi is serious out there doing his thing. So we just got a whole bunch of different, uh, and, and then we get the one and only Apostle Malachi in Fort Worth, Texas. So different spiritual people, but business people on the line as well. And then uh, we just appreciate everybody, all of the all of the uh, callers and those that have been contributing to this wonderful show. We go wrap it up here a little bit. I just take a little short break. This is John Legend talking about a young man who is uh, really full of love, but everybody's afraid of him. <laughs> Misunderstood. Typical black man. Y'all got to hear this, and then we'll be right back and uh, wrap up this show. I'm enjoying this. I hope everybody else is, too. There's got to be a part three because we have not hit on the black woman. We've not hit on those pursuing this fast money. Well, a little bit. And uh, why I'm always misunderstood. Sometimes I feel like it's me against the world. I never feel like I'm ever appreciated. Oh, my goodness. If I got a dollar for every time I hear that when I work so hard, then another one, another question is, where is God? Another one is, I don't need the church. We talked about the church last week. We hit that hard, too. And we'll be right back, folks. Again, you listen to Fossil Soul Network. Be right back, folks. Yeah, yeah. So many hard Hold me up Having a hard time 
Trying to climb up the rough side of the mountain Friends warned me I'ma have to do it without them No problem, really, it was never about them So my house, I never come out from Cause every day a drought, then a shadow of doubt come I'm down to do whatever if the better's my outcome Cause cities like the Autobahn Ballroom Waiting on Malcolm Cause people wanna see my blood flow like fountains I got nowhere to go and still feel like bouncing I'm looking for the closest window I can route from Or for the highest speaker box that I can shout from And I'm hoping to feel like something is real But it's no hope when you a butter Smoke in the wheel, a brick in the wall, trying to find an opening still. Having hard times trying to climb over the hill. So many hard times, yeah, yeah. Even on Motel floor, yeah, yeah. Knocking on my brother's door, eating spam, Oreos, drinking Thunderbird, baby. Yeah, in this crazy town.
lots of things. Can't get into it. Go back again and Google Five Smooth Phone, Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get all of our shows, all 403 shows. Uh, Taurus, what do you think of what you heard John say, if anything, briefly? Well, while Taurus is thinking about it, Purcell, any comments on what John was saying? John sounds like a really smart guy, man. Um, I, I'm just honored to be on the panel with him. You know, uh like to talk to him more, like to hear more. Uh, I like being um, connected with smart people. So, uh, yeah, he was spot on, man. He's spot on. I'm, I was the same way, or I am the same way. Uh, I'm a perfectionist. Um, I like to, whatever it is I put my hand to do, I do it with my might. Um, I try to, like he was saying, um, if I want to be top of my class, uh, I'm that. Um, And that's the same approach that I take. Uh, I want to be the best. I'm going to be that because I'm going to put the necessary time and effort into it to be that. So, um, yeah, and I agree. Uh, I, I, I want to say, um, he didn't say this, but I want to say he was somewhat alluding to um, that effort piece, put the effort in to get, you know, the things that you want to get, to be what you want to be, you know. Um, and, and I do think that's necessary also. Um, I want to, I, I didn't say this, but I normally do. I normally always say this disclaimer. That there's always an exception to the rule uh, And I believe that uh, In every situation It's always an exception To the rule um, So I never want to uh, get Put myself in a position where I'm saying All people are this way Or this is always What it's like You know, I'm not saying that um, There aren't people who reach back To the community And try to Pull the next brother up I'm not saying that at all um, I'm saying it's not enough of it um, Right Right You know I think, And I think we got you I think we got you on that Purcell And just comment on what you're saying here You can finish But we got that We know that And everybody should know There's always an exception to the rule But I think we nailed down really good You brought up a comment And we kind of been here on the whole show And I guess it's okay We're going to have to do a part three folks We didn't touch the, We didn't even touch the surface To be very honest with y'all but uh, Purcell, I we we do got you, and we appreciate you just first of all you being on the show with your expertise, brother. Don't please know that and Taurus as well. But let me just say this really briefly: this is a very complicated thing to do. The black man is a true, one hundred percent bona fide, uh, complex being, just like anybody else, and. Uh, it's really it's really hard to talk about this because there's so many areas of life where this racism is there. We talked about it again, the name of the show is Survival Skills. Survival Skills and I appreciate Pianki coming in and talking about some skills. John coming in and talking about some skills. They got more into the skills part of it. But uh, again, the name of the show is Survival Skills for black men in white supremacist America. I just want to try to keep remembering to go back to the white supremacy being a philosophy and not so much a people. When I say white supremacy, most people think of white people. I don't. Or I don't. It's a mindset. And that mindset is in black folks. I promise you. And I'm going to do a show. I try to hit it every show. 
But I think I need to just do a show just talking about the mindset. And I want to show people how whatever you show me black people is doing. I mean, excuse me, white people is doing to black people. First, I want you to hear this especially. And young people, younger people, I want you to hear this. A lot of old people know this. Some of them don't. But I want you to think about this. Whatever you think white people is doing to us and whatever they are doing to us, there are black people doing it to us. Let me ask y'all something. I don't want to see no white kid hurt. So just know that. This is the love show. I don't believe in it. I say nonviolence is left for it and as long as you can before you use violence. I say love. That's a noise. Come on, y'all. Some noise in the background. Somebody's like somebody hitting like, you know, maybe an ink pen hitting so we can hear it. Trust me. We play show back you hear all this. You don't know what I'm saying. But this is how you know how deep it is. When was the last time you heard of a black man shooting an unarmed, and per se, that's your line. I don't know what it is. I can hear it, though. Um, when the last time y'all heard of a white, a black policeman shooting a white guy unarmed? When the last time you seen a black man killing a white person, period, unjustified, unjust, uh, unjust, unjustly? You haven't, you have you? you? Now don't. think about it. They say there's over a million arrests a day. A million. Think about that for a second. To let you see, there's, any normal, natural people would fight back and say, you killing us, we going to kill you. I'm not saying it's right. It's just what people do. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I ascribe to the teachings of the Bible. We shouldn't do tit for tat. We, do, we, should, we shouldn't do an eye for an eye. That's old law. That's not what I believe in. But any other people, do my favor, mute me until you talk, because I don't know what that is, and I want to keep hearing it. Please, just mute me until we bring you on. To you, unless you get ready to comment, and then we make a comment, mute yourself like that, go back and forth. But listen, yeah, folks. Everybody, everybody in my house is asleep but me. It's nothing going on in my house. Promise you. Okay. Now, so Taurus is muted now. Hmm? I think it's just your line because Taurus is muted right now. And there it go again. It's an echo. You probably got me on speaker or something. I think that's what it is. You got me on speaker or something. You can't do that. You got to talk and take me off speaker. That's it. But anyway, folks, all I'm trying to say is this. I don't want a hair of no one's head hurt. But I'm saying back in the days when Israelites was Israelites and they was really at the top of their game, if you heard one Israelite woman was raped. Well, y'all, everybody talk about the 12 patriarchs, uh, the 12 tribes of Israel, but there was a female in that. And she was raped one time, and they went and killed a whole city. Go hurt a white woman, and we'll see what white males do. You, it may not make the news, but they're going to get retaliation. Sometimes, like this one gangster dude in, in Chicago, they was interviewing him on Think 60 Minutes, and he said this white guy that was going around the city just basically oppressing the community. He said this white gentleman told him, did you do this crime? And they waterboarded him. You know how they try to put your head in the water? And, they, and, they, and he said, tell me the truth. I'm not going to keep asking you. He said, sir, I promise you, I didn't do it. And the white guy said this to him. I know you didn't do it, but you're going to prison anyway. You know why? 
because he is making that man pay for something sometimes. Sometimes it's just because of evil. But my point is in saying that is white people are going to make you pay if you take their life. We don't do that as a, as a people. There's something wrong with African Americans. Not that we are stupid or dumb or ignorant. I'm trying to say something to everybody that we are white supremacists. If you look at us like white people in black skin, we'll make sense. Everything about us will make sense. Everything we do will make sense if you just look at us as white people. We try to look at ourselves as black people, and that's why we confused on what's going on. There's a reason we don't support black businesses. There's a reason we get paid when we take them as a white man. There's a reason we get rich, we go to white girls. And some of us don't go to white girls, we just go to black girls. We don't value them like we do to white girls. There's a reason we ascribe to white culture. Here's a good one. There's a reason we don't like Africans. There's a reason we say their nose are big. There's a reason we say they're poor. There's a reason we say all of the leaves are corrupt over there. Who we sound like? I think that's I can prove in the court of law that black people is white people. If you just listen to entertain your brother, your cousin, your uncle for a second, think about what I'm saying. Think about what we call beauty. Man, our nose too big. I mean, her lips too big. How can lips be too big? Lips to lips. Here's a good one. Her hair is kinky. Here's a good one. She got good hair, meaning she got hair like Europeans or, you know, like white people. In other words, whatever white people are doing, I found out they don't even own that hair. That's not European hair. Others had their hair before they had it. Other people had their nose before they, they, they had it. Other people had their lips before they had it. But we still look at them and think that everything is better. Here's a good one. You want to see white people and black people? Again, survival skills for black the black man in white supremacist America. If you can understand what I'm saying, this will help you with your survival skills. If you can understand a lot of our problems, the way we look at ourselves, Black man problems mainly in his head, between his ears. It's how you look at himself. So you have to have shows like Five Simplestone Network that say things like you and Israelite. Let's start from there. Who are you? What's your name? Seth Turner. Well, your name can be Turner. Turner is you. You you're dark skinned. They got you from Africa. How can you have a last name Turner? Your name don't match with your skin. How can you be a Johnson? How can you be all these European names when they got you over here from you? What is your name? Well, her name is Turner. Well, well, no, that was your forefather's slave master's name. Who are you? When somebody says, who are you, you got to give them a last name. A last name ties you to a tribe. If you go up to an Indian person and they give a name, oftentimes you can, you can go to India with just their name and find their people. I'm going to say that one more time. If an Indian people give you one of them long names, you can actually take their name and go and find an Indian say, hey, there's this name, and you can find their tribe sometime if it's a kind of a rare name. Our names, none of our name matches where we're from. Who are you, black man? you got to answer that one first while you're trying to get some money. Who are you? That may change how you get your money. You might get an engine or an energy to go get money. That's crazy after you find out who you are. See, all we're going to do if we don't know who we are, we come rich, Taurus, and young people, and, and Purcell, and John, if, if he's still on the line, I think he's gone. But 
all we're going to do if we don't know who we are, we're going to take that money and go put something, some Chinese thing on our neck, and we'll just, uh, well, maybe not that, but we'll just go and take our money and just invest it in another culture because we don't know who we are. But if I said to you, you was an Israelite, and that your forefather was the people of that book, and that's why you were this, that's why you do this, that's why you have this. And I do mean there's things we do in 2019 that's straight up Hebraic or like the Hebrews, and we don't even we don't even know we're Hebrew. That's what's scary. A lot of y'all don't know that the Queen Elizabeth told the slave owners back in the day, the, the Queen back in the day, said, don't bring me no Israelites. When the was a slave, she says, don't bring me no Israelites. A lot of you don't know that. Uh, anyway, I could just go on and on. Let me look at the phone lines again. Anyone with questions or comments, now would be a great time to press one of the phone lines. If you have any questions or comments, again, folks, uh, I let the guests run a little bit. I'm just, just having my little field day right here again. If you don't know who you are and you don't know the purpose of why you're living, how are you going to know what to do with a million dollars? All you're going to do is go buy a bunch of stuff, and you're just going to be sitting up looking crazy with the $500 shoes on, a $3,000 necklace. You're just a decorated, here we go, it's what they call you. Not me, I didn't, I didn't make up this, okay? You're just a decorated nigga. What is a nigga? Mm-hmm. It, it ain't something God created. I love the way Farrakhan said. God made man, folks. White people, under the influence of white supremacy, and black people, I'm going to say it as well, under the influence of white supremacy, made niggas. <laughs> you can't be a nigger. It's just a person whose brain is gone, and they are what the white man With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.